Hi there, and welcome to the Leaving Today podcast, the podcast that discusses the Disneyland Resort and the Disney IP in an enthusiastic, informative, and often humorous way. Show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on leaventodaypodcast.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, please subscribe and leave a comment. Until then, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to episode 35 of the Leaving Today podcast. Uh, my name is Mark. Sitting across from me is Jess. Hi, everyone. Sitting to the right of me is the trail master himself, Udi. G'day. <laughs> well, today we have a special episode for you. Uh, we'll be talking to author of such books as the Disneyland Encyclopedia and the Disneyland Book of Lists, Mr. Chris Strotter. Um, but before that, we are going to go through some news and have a little segment one on one with Jess. If you guys are listening to us on Apple iTunes, thank you very much. Please leave a comment. Uh, we definitely need those. If you're on Stitcher, thank you so much and leave a comment. Um, all of our episodes are now available on Apple iTunes. Yeah. Um, well, they've all been, but the, I mean, they've always been there, but our full entire catalog has been on there. It's now available. Yes. And for like your I was consumption. Say, yes. And that wasn't always the case, but uh, oddly enough, last week I was at the mall. Mm-hmm. And some guy said, hey, Mark. And I said, what? And he said, uh, are you from the LTP? And I said, yeah. I'm looking puzzled. He said, dude, he said, dude, you need to get all of your episodes on iTunes. I'm all, dude, done. So now they're all on there. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Are you sure he didn't ask if you were down with LTP? <laughs> he said I was down. <laughs> yeah, Mark just uh, admitted that it was me telling him. Yes. <laughs> uh, and like I said, that's complete work of fiction right yeah. there. Uh, no, we just figured out a way of getting them all on there. So it's all on there. All right, uh, let's see. We are in the second quarter of 2017, about, let's see, end of May, mid-May, whatever. We are about two to three months away from Rivers of America. Oh, a little little audio provided from Apple there. Um, uh, Okay, whatever. Um, Let's see, Rivers of America, the railroad, and everything else that goes along. Fantastic, all will be coming in end of summer. Uh, still a little less than two years away now from Star Wars Land. Yep. All right. So let's, anyways, let's uh, go to the news. You listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. And here's what we're talking about today. Do we have a lot? We no, have- not a, not a lot, because we want to get to this interview. We want yeah. to get there, so because I know people want to know about him. Uh, all right, let's see. Hyperspace Mountain goes into hibernation. Um, Hyperspace Mountain is reverting back to classic Space Mountain next week, uh, and it, it and uh, with it will be the end of season of the Force. 
So season of force is going to go away until probably, I'd say, late fall. Right. When the new moon, new movie needs some promotion, as yeah, if it needs promotion. Yeah, right? and, oh, as so if episode eight promotion. is going to need it. Like, it's The Last Jedi. Hello. I know, right? What's seen, that? Have you seen that teaser trailer? You know I have. I know you have. All right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm welcoming back Space Mountain. It's the classic Space Mountain. So pumped. Um... Of course, if you want to learn about the Space Mountain, the Space Mountain, any Space Mountain, but the one at Disneyland, uh, check out our previous episode. Yep. Yeah. Happy we're, birthday. We have, weren't we just talking about that? We were. We're ahead <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Okay. Next episode. Sorry, next episode. Next news item is the, a hotel developer will lay off 121 people in Anaheim ahead of a new resort. Um, this is from the OC Register. Um, it's good news, bad news. Um, some 120 employees of the Annabella Hotel in Anaheim will lose their jobs, at least temporarily, as the building is demolished to make way for a new resort. According to a notice filed with the state's employment de- uh, development department, or the EDD, uh, 121 jobs will be cut effective July 31st. The hotel will close August 15th to make room for a $200 million four-diamond hotel. Uh, The hotel will have 600 rooms and open early 2020. Employees would be moved to other hotels owned by the company or receive severance packages. Uh, The Four Diamond Hotel in the works will provide more opportunities for longtime employees, he said. He he said, sorry, I didn't mention his name. Um, In fact, I don't have his name because I took his name out of the story. (laughs) Yeah, whoever said that. Yeah. He said it. Um, uh, Four Diamond Hotel in Anaheim, again... uh, the Grand Californian is one. Right. But it's nice to see one that's not Disney-owned, right? No. No, it's not. No. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I love Disney, but... They don't need to control everything. Yeah. 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 They control people everything. Yeah. The working people. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think they're changing their their target audience out there a, a little bit, right? If you want to think, think about so. adding... Okay. I think they're... Well, yeah. Are you yawning? No. Are we boring you? No. Hmm. I didn't talk about my evening last night. Okay. We're We're moving forward. So, moving on. Date night at Disneyland. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Disney has confirmed that live music will return to the Tomorrowland Terrace days for the 2017 summer season. I do kind of miss that when they don't have that around. It's always something different to me. I love that when the music is playing and you're like walking through and like, hey, like, live bands. I like it. Yes, I do too. I agree. They will be they will be uh, they will be performing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, from May 26th through August 20th, um, from 7:30 to 1 to 11:15. So, yeah, I like the live music bands showing up at the park. I yeah. think it adds a nice touch. Yeah, uh, and adds to the date night theme that these well, used to promote in the 50s, yeah. 60s. No, and, and it's I think to- it'll be awesome. And I totally agree. I mean, I remember you know when they do that in the past, and you're walking through, and just like it, it, it make me want to stop. Like, I'm going to stop right here and listen to this music yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Or it could draw you in if you were, well, you know, you. Far, far, far enough away. You can be like, I yeah. hear music. I hear yeah. live music. Like, same thing when you hear, like, the marching band or anything else like that, like, com- coming through. It always makes you want to go mm-hmm. to it. Yep, absolutely. Clock me. towards yeah. it. Yeah. Clock towards it. And I think, yeah, I, honestly, I'm so happy that this is back. Uh, I wish it was back at the Coronation Plaza Gardens, but that's all gone now. Sad. <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> Fair. Get your Barf. get your Parmesan twist. But you do you do, you do like that, right? You like those. Well, let me be honest. Thirteen loves them. 
I eat about a quarter and give her the rest. Oh. Yeah, no, I know. That's why. I but if they gave the... me some marinara sauce with it, it would be a <laughs> whole different story. They don't have it. What? They don't offer it. If they gave me a marinara, then I would eat about seven of them. Mm. Well. But they're they're good, but they're pretty dry. It's oh, like, yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So I, need, I just need some dippage. Some dippage. Some dippage. Um, my daughter likes those twists. Um, have you had that frozen, like, berry chiller thing they have there? It's like a blended, it looks like a smoothie or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I figured that would have been something you would have had. No, or... I've had their frozen apple juice, though. That's amazing. Is it, is it good oh, there? Oh, baby. Okay. That sounds good. Gotta try it. Frozen apple juice, man. You is that something you would buy, Udi? Yeah, I would, really? I would do that. On yeah. a hot day, especially. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's that, in a I fantasy land. Yes. Uh, across from the village house. So Casey oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Right there. There's the churro cart. Then there's a cart. And then in that like little, a little in that little shop. area right there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought that was over in Fantasy the, Fair. No. Well, the, that's where the garlic twists are. But oh. the apple juice, the frozen apple juice, is at the entrance uh, to the Skyway. Oh so like, yes. Right, right there. Oh. Yeah. So that's where you would need to go. Yeah. And, and it's like a slushy type of thing. Oh yeah. I want that. It is. It's good. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's like a non-alcoholic margarita. Great. Plus it tastes like apples. Plus it tastes like apples. All right. Apple, um, ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy sold out. I guess you're not going. You didn't go, Jess? We're not gonna. We're not gonna be able to go with the Memorial Weekend. Oh, that's right. It's just gonna be too much. But we do. We are going in July. My mom, my aunt, my niece. Everything's already booked. Okay. Uh, so we will be going in July. I tried to book it through the. Uh, I wanted to be there for the birthday, but I, we're gonna miss it by like five days. Oh no. So, but I was like, that's fine. I guess we'll just get rid of all the people, let them go home. You hope. I can ride Gal- you know, Guardians. And, you can and then port- we're going in October. And then we're going in October. So you can report good. back to us and how it is. Yes. And now that we have Skype, I'll just take my computer that day. Oh, don't take it to the park. I'll just put it in the, in the locker. And then when oh, we're ready. Oh, you got guts doing that. We'll Skype you. <laughs> You'll skip it. Skip it. Well, <laughs> uh, so anyways, it actually sold out, um, so I find that to be interesting because... Nah, I figured it would. If they do something like this for Star Wars Land... Uh-huh. Well, I'm buying I, tickets. You're not going to have a chance. You're not going to have a chance. You understand that, right? It's going to be like three minutes and I'm, sold I'm out. I'm going to try to stay positive. It, it, no, <laughs> if they have like a fan preview day or a series of days, All you can choose... Over it, like, you don't I will not know. hesitate to pull the trigger on that. Yep, that'll be like car I'll go down, if somebody go. buys me a ticket. No. But I'm not going with well, you. Well, then you're going. No, no I'm not. You can big girl up and come along. You know you will. I will pay $100, no less. Okay. Well, no it's going to okay. be more than... It's gonna be That's more. why I said it. Say, no no say, less? No, you mean no, you mean no, no more. more? That's what I meant. $100, no more. <laughs> I was going to say, she's paying 100 bucks. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm going to tell her, look, it's 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 going to be like 75 bucks, And it's like, it's 100 bucks. Give it over. And I'll just say this. If if this event could help me uh, avoid the massive surge and waiting for hours and hours and hours, yep. um, yeah, yeah, I would I would pay probably. I'd pay two fifty. I'd pay two fifty for that. I'd pay two fifty for it. Right now. You guys are ridiculous. Because I'm telling you right no. now, let's say the park opens at eight o'clock on a regular opening weekend for this thing. I would say that people would be lined up the night before. Yeah, and then where do you go from there? For after after you go through Main Street, do you run over to one of the entrances where it's going to be lined up, jammed with people? Yeah, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. What am I going to do? No, I no, mean no, average no. guest. If yeah, you want to go visit Star Wars on an opening weekend, you're not going to. Well, how do you how do, how do you play that though? I mean, do you it, um, let's say it opens up on a Friday mm-hmm. and park opens at nine o'clock, right? Typical okay. day. 
I, I'm willing to bet people will be lined up along Harbor or whatever it's going to be or downtown Disney like the night before, like midnight the night before. I would. Yeah. Oh, no. Easy. Mm hmm. So but they're probably well, not going to allow that. Oh, I mean, they were very even they were super strict on what people were doing with um, the 60th. Yeah. You're, you weren't, we were planning on lining up at midnight, and there was no lining up at midnight. Like, it was four, five o'clock in the morning is when they would permit people to start standing. Okay. So, I think they're, I don't think they're going to be very lenient. I think they're going to be. Well, the good thing is we have, like, two years to figure this out. And two years of dread. Okay. Dread? Dread. Worrying. Um, of horror. Worrying, maybe. Dread? No. Okay. The only one dreading is Jess. this one over here. Yep. Well, I guess all I'm really saying is if there's an opportunity to get an advanced preview of said land, yep. I think we should jump on it. I'm going to jump all over it. Yes. Absolutely. And make a trip out of it. And, yep. uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was what I had for the news this week. I wanted yeah, to go through fast. Not much at all. Yeah. yeah. Because we got we to gotta get to Chris. Yeah, we do. <gasps> okay. Yeah, we all <laughs> want to talk to him. Yep. All right, all right, all right. All right, so I guess it's our favorite segment now. Whoop, whoop. To all who come to this happy place, Welcome. 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 Welcome to 101 with Jess, where we see the magic of Disney through the eyes of a passionate guardian of Walt's legacy. All right. Well, everyone. Yes. Welcome back to 101 with Jess. I'm happy to be here. I know. At least one of us are. It's two of you. So I'm sure you're excited to be here. I am very excited. Okay, there you go. There's so two. I would like to start off. Yesterday, no, yesterday. Or your day was Fernando's birthday. So oh, I wanted hey. to give him a shout out and tell from, him from from San Diego. Yes, I oh. wanted to give him a shout out and tell him happy birthday. Happy birthday from San Diego. Yeah, to San Diego. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. So yesterday was his big birthday. Happy birthday, Fernando. Happy birthday, Fernando. All right. Very close to Space Mountain's birthday. Very, yep. very close. Okay, so this day in history, as we have all established. So today, May 21st of 1928, Walt Disney, I'm sorry, Walt Disney's trademark application for Mickey Mouse was filed with the United States Patent oh. Office. Wow, that's oh, interesting. Wow. That's a rather significant cool. day yeah, in the history right? of, right? of The beginning of the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Back in 1928. Wow. Okay. He started it off. I know. She said 1928. I'm all. That's pretty far back. Where are we going? We're, we're going far back. Was well, the people mover on running the back way then? back? Or or way back, back machine. We're definitely, we're going somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So this week, I wanted to play something, that, or kind of something. It's not really a game. It's just it's questions, um, and it's would you rather? Ah. Okay. So, so there's not a right or wrong answer. There's not a right or wrong oh, answer. Oh, good. I love these. I'm sure so, I'm gonna. I'm sure I'm gonna get the wrong one. I'm gonna lose. I know I'm gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna lose. And so I have a couple of my own, and then I also reached out on Facebook, and so we had some listeners actually chime in with some of their "Would You Rather" questions. Sweet, excellent. Yeah, I like it when people get involved. Yes, it's it. It was awesome. So, all right, would you rather have been at Disneyland on opening day in 1955? Or have heard Walt pitch his idea for Disneyland. Ooh. You mean be in the room with him? Yeah. I'd rather be there on opening day. Opening day? And, um... You know what? I, I think I would have enjoyed the pitch. That's, because mm-hmm. because you think about it, here's a person who's like going to basically has to sell this. Okay. 
and to and to people who are not going to believe in it or like whatever, and then to to watch, you know, I, I don't know I like that. I like people like being passionate because he had to have been to sell enough to get the funding for it. So I think I would have enjoyed that, being in the room. That was my answer too. I yeah. would have wanted to be in the room for his pitch to yeah. see that the fight for it yeah. and his passion and his yearning. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Would you rather be the first to enter Disneyland and have it to yourself for an hour or be the last in the park at the end of the day and have it to yourself? Last. Without a doubt, the last. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep, absolutely. I mean, no yeah, there, I mean, we've heard, we, we always ask a question, you know, day, night, and, and I think here we're all, we're a bunch of nocturnal people here. But yeah, I mean, we've said it before. Sitting at the twilight and then walking. Yeah, if I could walk, I mean, I already kind of got that last time we went. If you remember, so the mansion. I, I I was walking back, and I said it before in, in the episode right after. I was walking back uh, from mansion after midnight, and I was pretty much by myself. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most amazing experiences I've had in, in that park in my entire life. To be able to walk and not run into people until I got to the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yep, and just enjoy, you know. That was, yeah. as a cast member, walking yeah. out at night, walking Amazing. down Main Street, no yeah. music, no nothing. Yeah. Amazing. Just, Just yeah. soak it in. Yeah, in the summer, I got to do that, too, because I went with my two daughters and our exchange student. And That's when we met you, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was a period of one of the nights that they were, they were doing their own thing, and I was did exactly what you did, Udi. I was on the, on the other end, and I just walked back by myself, and it was just like, it was dark, except for the lights were on a little bit. And that sounds kind of like I'm contradicting myself, but it was... Uh, all the activity on the rivers of America were dark, mm-hmm. except for the lights on the Mark Twain and the, and the glow over in Adventureland and everything like that. And it was just very serene. And it was one of those things you're just not going to ever get back again for a no. while. And, uh, or, if, or ever again once right. Star Wars Land opens and Phantasm comes back. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 would abs- I would relish an hour at the park or whatever by myself or with a very less crowd at night any, any day of the week. Okay. Um, all right. Would you and I know the I know the answer. I think the logical person. I know the way that somebody would answer this next one. Okay. So. <laughs> would you rather? Well, but that's funny that you say that because, yeah. So, would you rather? Okay. Have endless fast passes. Or free food. Oh. Food. That's why I said it's funny you say that because he's yeah, no. not a big food fan. Fast passes. You would oh. take you would take free free food? No, free pat free free pass or endless fast pass. You would oh. take endless fast passes? Oh, yeah, See, yeah. I'd take free food. Save me lots of money. I don't care. No, about I don't the care time. about that. I don't care about that. I, I'd rather like because if I get endless fast passes, that means I'm not waiting in lines. You know how much of the park I can I can ride in repeatedly? Oh my god. Like I'll be like boom, boom, boom. I would yeah, I'd but, probably like kill myself in But money wise. I don't care. That's why I said the but logical person would pick care. food. Well, illogical than I am. But don't you think, though, that some of the experience of being at Disneyland is having those wait times, wait times, and yes. having those oddball conversations in the in the line when you're no, they're so weird. When you're no, so, when, you're, when you're like, kidding. I don't want to say you're forced to have a conversation with whomever you're with because that, that sounds bad. Or even but people in front or behind you, like you strike up a conversation, yeah. you start talking to them. I kind of like that. I do too. But yeah. if it's two hours, and then I'm not liking it. But yeah. if it's thirty-five I, I, minutes, I talk to people every day at my job, so well, I so don't do really I. do that. Yeah, but you're a weirdo. I know. <laughs> no, no. Mark? No, no, no. I, I get it. No, no, no. Free you're... food then. Uh, for me, uh, probably yeah. the free food, I yeah. guess. Um, although I don't. So like, much so, money. Yeah. See, but I, again, when 
I think we, we, we can establish that when we go, it's not always about the money. I mean, we all gripe a little bit, but at the end of the day, okay. who cares? Okay, who cares? All right. All right. This one, I think, I, well, I, I know the answer to, but it's I just thought it was kind of cute. Um, <laughs> would you rather, because I answered this one last episode, I think. Baloney. Would you rather pretend to be an animatronic on the pir- on Pirates <laughs> yeah. or Splash Mountain? Uh, no, because I think if we did the Splash Mountain thing, we'd have to ask somebody to, somebody's dad marry to get married yeah, and to marry somebody's father. Well, on Splash Mountain, there aren't any f- people, are there? So well, animal. You'd have, to well, be, you'd have to be an animal. You'd have to be the animal, the animal animatronic. Okay. And, no, I'd much rather. Be I'd pirate. be pirates. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pirate. Just, just so I could be. Yeah, there. you already said you'd be one of the I'd, one of the chicks uh, yeah, on the, of, uh, yeah. the the wenches. wenches. One of the wenches. I'd be a wench. Yeah. All right. Would you rather? I like this one. Would you rather? Have a window named after you on Main Street, or a store name. Oh, what kind of store would Udi have? Star Wars, something Star Wars, mm, or no. it'd be a restaurant, no. or a bike repair shop yeah, on Main that Street. That, that, Main that's Street. what it would be. Udi's <laughs> bike repair. I, I would do that. No, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see both. Holy I would want smoke. my name on a window. I would want it too. I, I, would, I would lean towards the window though. Yes. I really would. I would too. Yeah. I would want my name on a window. All right. Um, this one's more for both of you than me. Oh. Would you rather see the Matterhorn basketball court or backstage? Backstage. Backstage. As as cool as it would be to go up there and see it, getting the full experience of the backstage, I think I'd rather, which see. you've already done uh, that's it, what so I said, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Like, Although, for us, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Matterhorn is your thing. It so is my that's thing. Why I'm I think about that. Surprised about that. I think maybe the Matterhorn because I want to go in there and just hang out there. Mm-hmm. I might want to go inside there and just take it and like take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> nice and cool. Hopefully, no, dude, man, you're like six foot seven. You just go up there and dunk it real quick. But I want to go up there and I want to look out and see what I can see. Yeah. And just take it in. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. that's what I want to do. Matterhorn. Yes. Yeah. All, right. All right. Would you rather visit Club Thirty Three or Walt's apartment? Walt's apartment. But you get to eat with Club 33. Don't care. You could have, have a drink. Don't care. Oh, mm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't care. Um, I would. I'm surprised you're having a rough one I'm with this one. I totally thought you'd be like, this. like Walt's, apartment. Walt's apartment. Yeah, I think that's what I would do yeah. because I'm so anti Club 33. Thank yeah. you. That's why okay. I'm surprised mom, you even stopped. My mom time. answered because I posed that was my example for everyone was so that they get the gist of it before they put theirs. And my mom said, well, Club 33, since I've already seen the inside of Walt's apartment. And then she posted a picture of her and my aunt in Walt's apartment. Oh, oh okay. Um, That's awesome. On Facebook. So, all right. Would you rather climb the Matterhorn <laughs> or Thunder Mountain? Matterhorn, because it's actually, I would do the Matterhorn. I would do, cl- yeah, I'd club, yeah, absolutely. Two, two reasons why. One, um, it's much taller, Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. And then two, think about the view. Once we got to the top. Exactly. And then three, I hope they still have the rigging somewhere. It is. I'm sure it's still on there. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure they'll bring back the climbers one day. They need to. They need to. Um, All right. Would you rather eat... I'm sorry. Would you rather eat only one food? If you had to eat one food at Disneyland, Mm -hmm. would it be a churro or a Dole Whip? That's a tough one because pineapple after a while. I mean, all day? That, that's what you can eat? Wow. You can only eat one. Well, we, we learned from Mr. Jay Bratton that there's there's a very low caloric count on, on the Dole Whip. Yeah. I feel like that acid, though, after a while, my tongue would be raw. 
Mm, but who knows? But wouldn't your throat be scratchy from the churro all day? Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Dole Whip. I do with Dole Whip. I'm gonna go with Dole Whip. I'm gonna go with the Dole Whip. Yeah, vitamin C's in there. I, right. I love pineapple yeah. juice as it is. So. Right, oh, Mark, yeah. this one's for you. Okay. Would you rather get stuck on? <laughs> Matterhorn. It's a small world. Oh. With the song playing over I've and been there. over again. I've been there. Or get trapped in Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. <laughs> oh, jeez. That is for me, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know um, my answer. Well, both, answer. both attractions are indoors, so the air conditioning would be in, in, in play. But which would leave a, la- a lasting scar that I couldn't mm-hmm. get out of my mind? Mm-hmm. I would say It's a Small World would be the worst of the, worst mm-hmm. of the two. I think so, so Roger Rabbit would be my pick. Goody? Mm-hmm. I'm scarring myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I would much rather pick uh, Cartoon Spin. Thank yeah, you. me too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Would you rather do character dining or ride rides with characters? <sighs> Depends on the character. Okay. Give me one. Give me. Give me an example, and then. Well, I don't know. Do you want a face character, or do you want somebody that you can't talk to? Just throw one out there. Oh, how about the Peter Pan guy? Captain Hook? No, Peter Pan. Oh, Peter Pan. Yeah, when he shows up. Okay. You get to ride a ride with Peter Pan. Or have or breakfast with Tinkerbell. I like it. Oh, well, I don't know. Watch it. Oh. Now you threw a female at him. Oh, I didn't have to say that because of Peter Pan. Um, dude, Tink. I figured. I'm a dude. What do you want? <laughs> or Pocahontas, whatever. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty dude. Or, or Snow White. Or... Yeah, any woman. He's going to pick her. Even, even, even the queen. I would rather... I would rather do character dining. There's more interaction. Yeah. Yep. That's why. Okay. Okay. And last one for me, like on my end. Would you rather be, if you could, would you rather be a face character or a fuzzy for a day? Ooh. I don't know if I could pull off a face character. I don't think I could either. I don't know who I would be. Even though, I will say this though, I would do anything Star Wars related. Yeah. Like if I had to do Boba Fett or I think I've said before I'd like to do a Stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. I'd do a Stormtrooper. A stormtrooper, but I think I they're think technically. I, I mean, I mean, technically, they're face characters. I think I don't know. I don't see. That's the thing. It's like I can't. I can't do Kylo Ren because I'm not. I'm not quite tall enough, and I'm not quite skinny enough. I can. I can't. I don't know if I can do a stormtrooper because I'm a little bit shorter. I know I can't do Darth Vader because I'm just flat out not tall enough. You could do Darth Vader. I but could you'd do be Vader. like a massive Vader. That would be like. I'll break you with. Well, how, how tall is Vader supposed to be? Really? Uh, just over at six. About your he's height. A, yeah, actually. he's tall. You height. could do it. Okay. Um. So you could do that. So I would. I could possibly do Boba Fett, but I'm a little bit too thick. I I, I don't know what face character I'd be though in the Star in the in the Star Wars realm. Star oh, Wars realm. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. yeah, because I don't want to do fuzzy because I'd forget be a that face noise. Character. Yeah, forget I'd be, I'd, that I'd noise. be too hot. Yeah, exactly. Why it's like, and then I need you know I need the escort there and everything. I'm like, <laughs> you need an escort anyways. Well, I know, but well, it's different sure. when you're a face character, you can like get up and run. I want it. I'm I sure would... dressing up as Vader probably isn't exactly like the coolest outfit to have. No, actually, <laughs> so you know our friend Chad. I do. Who troops. I've worn his helmet. And there is that one video out there. You've seen me. Yeah. With me in the Stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. And that was warm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have it on for very long, but oh, I hot. I actually wore that at your house. Yeah. Remember? Okay. I yeah. had that video of me talking to the microphone with yeah. it. It's somewhere out there <laughs> with me. Uh, in, in in my Stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> I don't know if we can borrow. He has multiple helmets, right? Yeah. He's got a Kylo, which I've put on. Uh, he's got uh, a Mandalorian. Um, mm. He's also got a couple Stormtrooper helmets, yeah. 
Maybe we could wear them when we do the podcast sometime. Uh, he also have go. a Judge Dredd one, <laughs> which uh, which is different because it's like way open. That one was comfortable to wear because it's fully open. Okay. So all you do is you see, you know, from my nose down because the screen comes across my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually uh, Leon, and he was supposed to post these a long time ago. I thought he was. He's going to – we did a kind of a little photo session with him and, and uh, with Chad and myself uh, along the river in Sacramento near the bridge, the Tower Bridge. Uh, and we're kind of sitting there, and um, we're in normal clothes, except we're, we have the helmets on. So it's mm. kind of like this weird, we're doing this weird kind of like uh, <laughs> off-take, like everything's normal, except we have a, a, a helmet on, like a Star Wars helmet. Like I had uh, Kylo, I, think, I don't know if it was Kylo, or if I had the Judge Redman, but I'm sitting on a park bench, and then I have one of the helmets on. So it's it kind of interesting. But anyway, total side note, went off on a tangent. Sorry. But that's right. <laughs> that's okay. Are you ready for the, uh, the, the listeners' one? ones? These are oh, the sure. Ones. Oh, okay. Here we go. These right. are always the best ones. Yeah. So, okay. So, Patrick said... Oh, Patrick. Would you rather ride Space Mountain or California Screaming backwards? Oh, Screaming backwards. No. Right? Man, Patrick, that's do, a good one. Do Holy space smoke. backwards. Yeah, I'm going to go with space. Now that I think about It'd it, in slow. the dark, full show... Yeah. That would be crazy. Wait a minute. Would the okay? I'm confused. With the question: Are you facing backwards, or is, there, or is no, the train the going? Train the train's really going backwards. Oh, well, well, okay. See, I'm way too logical because it'd be slow. The physics behind it, it wouldn't work. Well, space can go backwards if you get if you get maintenance to turn it. We would try to do that when we were working. When I went and rode it with the lights on, but maintenance was too busy and they couldn't come. But they can. They have a way to reverse it to where you can go backwards, but it's going to be slow. If you think How, about no it, it's got to go up. I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Well, I, um, I'm thinking just flip the car on the track and go. That's what I would do. And go forward. Well, yeah, but no, I mean. No, I yeah. want to be facing backwards. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 you're no, right. No. You just turn the car backwards. Just flip the car on the track and go backwards. In its, in its. Okay. Oh, if that's the case. Yeah, that's what. That's like the way that. I'm oh, picturing crap. it. That's the way. California screaming would be so weird that Can way. Can you imagine? No. That first, I mean, that launch. Being, yeah, the launch instead of getting thrown back, you're thrown forward, and then you, that first loop you hit, you're like, whoa. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's why I was like, oh, screaming. You, I'm like, wait a second. You talk about the Matterhorn being like oh, jumpy, rough. Oh, yeah. rough. Oh my lord. Oh, I, I think I would do a California screaming. See, see dude, screaming. Okay. So Turn the cars backwards, and the, and the only reason why I said space because if you do it in the dark yeah that's what i'm thinking the dark. no one can hear you scream yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> all Good right question, so my Patrick. mom my mom kind of Good job. my mom it's kind of similar to the one that i had but we're gonna do it anyways would you rather have a churro or a beignet a churro I have a beignet. Um, I haven't had the beignets. Oh, baby, they're so good. But I do like beignets as a rule. Yeah. And honestly, churros I've had. I go beignet. All right. Thirteen asked. She doesn't count. Would you rather (laughs) either go back in time and see the park around 1955, 1959 era? Going forward. That some might find boring, or go in the way far off future decades and hope they didn't ruin it forward i would i would like to go forward and i want the past no i know you would want the past and i get why you would want the past but for me i would love to see the forward because we have so many discussions on what the park is and what they're going to be i want to see that i love i love seeing stuff kind of start getting built up from plan from concept to plan 
to building to finish. That is one of the things, like, I'm a logical guy. Like, mm -hmm. I follow that progression. My job is all about logic. Like, find the thing, analyze what you got to do, and then follow the progression to get it done. That's why I love it. So I would totally want to jump ahead. And it wouldn't have to be decades. It could be one decade. Okay. So in one decade, did they go through with, um, you know, how did Star Wars come out? How did they finally get to Tomorrowland? Did they do all that stuff? I would love to jump forward. Okay. Mark? That's a great answer. This is going to uh, be good. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think um, I'd rather go to the past. Not, not um, surprised. Um, just hey, all backwards thinkers. No, I, I just want to. I just, I, I'd love to be there during that time. It, it seems so. There is, there is something you said that I can respect that though. It seems I get like it. it's I a totally much more. I don't know if I want to say it's a much more innocent time, or yeah. maybe I'm yeah romanticizing it too much. But no. it's it's a little more innocent and. Um, of course, what I of course I'm thinking way too logical again. Am I going back in time with the nods that yeah she's 2017, so I already know what's gonna happen sort of yes. thing. Yes. Yeah, then I would definitely go past because then well, I I'd be like oh and you get to see things and write things that you didn't get to check out. And yeah, no, and, and pay like, those small prices back then. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Michael asked us. Oh, Michael. All right. Would you rather restore Tomorrowland to its former glory? By returning all of the classics that have been removed, or I like this one, put a large bowl over it and blow it up, and then move Star Wars Land to the former Tomorrowland, thereby restoring logic and sanity to the northwest corner of the park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I cannot agree with the blowing up thing. Um, I'm gonna say yeah. Um, our argument has been for many, 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 many episodes, I think now for a long time, that we need to restore it to its glory, which it did have at one point. So the only thing I can disagree with about it is like, I don't think taking, bringing back anything will restore it. I think I'd we need like to go event, forward. I'd like the people mover. Well, the people, yeah, but but I still think Skyway. like, let's get some... Venture Center some stuff. Yeah. I can keep going. Okay. No. So I... I Circle Vision 3D. <laughs> Circle Vision 3D. That was a good time. Starcade. Dude, I'm on See? See? Stop it. Okay, okay. No, no. I would retro, I'd much rather return everything then. I mean, uh, out of those two choices, return everything. What about you, yeah. Mark? I would say the same thing. I'd rather return it. That's okay. Yeah. All right. My cousin Ashley, she asks. Hello, Ashley. Would you Hello. rather take a prop from Pirates of the Caribbean mm -hmm. or a prop from the Haunted Mansion? Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh. Go ahead. Wait. Are you done with no, the No, you're good. She has, uh, a, she has a bonus question. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll, okay. Take, I'll take some from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Pirates. So Even I. that's that's a tough call, though, for me. Like mm. Bonus. Okay. Yeah. Oh. What prop would it be specifically? Oh, okay. Uh, we already know what Judy's going to take. You with the Jolly Roger. Well, yeah. The, one of the, grab me any random Jolly Roger throughout there. <laughs> I'll take it. Or or the Captain's Skull. Uh, the one the as headboard? you're going in. Yeah. Oh. The, no, 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 the one the going drop. in. Yeah. For the drop, the one who's talking. Okay. I take that. What about you, Mark? <laughs> I'm gonna. I I, I want to settle those glowing, eerie eyes as you're leaving. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love those things. Okay. They are. I mean, they're they're like so simple, but kind of creepy and kind of yeah. like. Okay, that's awkward. I wish I had more of those in the park. Yeah. So do I. Just randomly cool. throughout. If you're walking through like Critter, like critter yeah. Country at night and some eyes, yeah. what the hell are those eyes doing there? <laughs> that makes sense. Who's looking at me through the bushes? I know. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I would take the dog. Oh, the dog. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. I would take the dog. That's with the keys. Yep. 
All right. So Michael, who we, or this is another Michael. Okay. This is um he just started following us yesterday. Oh okay. What up, Michael? Um, hey, Michael. So he gave us a couple. Um, <laughs> would you rather go through the left entrance of Disneyland or the right entrance? Right. I have been converted to going to the right. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Converted. Yeah. You're yeah thank welcome. you. Welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Would you? Okay. So give us another one. Would you rather have paint the night or Main Street Electrical Parade? Is there an option for neither? No. So Main Street then? Gross. <laughs> I would choose Paint the Night. Me too. Did uh, you hear that they're taking that away? It's finally going. Paint, paint the Night? Yep. We think, I, I, from what I've heard, rumor has it, it's going to Florida. Since we took theirs, they're getting ours. Rumor has it. Mm. But anyways. Well, wait a minute. But when Main Street closes doors, and it was, it's actually, it's August 20th. I did find mm-hmm. that out. So what's what are we going to get? Nothing. This going to be not a parade? Not at night. We're going to just have Sensational. And then next year, we're getting new fireworks. We're getting... Fantastic. Yep. Okay. So, who knows? And then he gave us one more. Would you rather go to the left line or the right line of pirates? Well... You mean to to line up? Yeah, yeah. Remember? Okay, so left side... I'm the right side. Okay, right side near the water or left side near the door. Yeah. I don't know, man. Right side moves faster. Well, I say I know. I'm going to say left side because number but, one, you get to you get to see a little bit of indie line. Okay. And number two, you get to knock on that door. Thank you. And then what's the third one that I have? Um, I know my third one because I'm right there with you with that one. Is there a third? Is there a third trick on that one? Well, no, just a photo op. I want to do. I don't what? know. Take a photo op with the mural. Get that Jack. No, because you got to be right next to it as you turn um, into the building. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Oh, he's on there's the a the mural. The You're right. Yeah, you, like, you could Barbosa right. right there, and you'd be like, boom. Because that's the only thing that, like, I want to take a picture, and we were on the right. And I'm like, it's too far away. That's true. Gotcha. Okay. Good call. That's really it. All right. And then Becky, who just recently started following us. Hello, oh. Becky. Hey, Becky. She said, only one song can be on a loop at the park <sighs> on repeat all day. I know which one. Would it rather be... Oh, she gives us a choice. She gives us choices. It's a small world. <laughs> or let it go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. She's pure evil. Oh, that is not even nice, Becky. That is not nice. Oh, my gosh. I, I, it's a small world. Okay. Now, this is going to sound awkward and maybe weird for me. I say let it go. I'm going to say let it go. And you want to know why? I do want an actual song. Because, well, it's an actual song. And if you don't know where we work, it's on there every once in a while. Oh. And so I have learned quite easily how to tune that bad boy out. Is it really? Yes. Oh, okay. Every once in a while, it's not high play, but it pops on. Every time I hear it, I'm like, and I keep on, and then it's gone. So I can, I have trained my mind to block that out. Small world. You just can't. There, I, I dare can't. one person in the world to be able to block that song out, other than a cast member that works at, like I said, torturing my mind. So, yeah, I would, I would go let it go. Okay. Okay. There and she gave us one more, and then we're all done. And I love this question. Well, I'm scared because she already gave us that one. Okay. Would you rather Pandora? What's Pandora? Or you mean the, uh, that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Star Wars? What? That's like Pandora or Star Wars Land. You get one. For here, for Anaheim? Mm-hmm. See, I would pick Pandora. That place no, is so amazing. No, but Star Wars, it's easy. That okay, easy. I'm not going to go on a tangent, but... <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. the fact that Disney even owns this 
is surprising. Do they own Avatar? No, I don't think so. Then how they, is it just licensed it, through James Cameron and okay, well, or okay. whatever? Yeah, it was done in cooperation. It's my it? understanding. It was done with cooperation with, they with said James go Cameron. For it. Uh, Star Wars Land. Would you? Yeah, I. I I just think Pandora would be so much cooler. Well, Pandora, from everything I've seen, is fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Well, but and ours will, or I'm sorry, not ours. Freudian slip, I ours know what you're trying to say. Ours will be yeah. fantastic, but I think I'd prefer the Pandora. because Just for the beauty. I think, I don't think they're going to live up, I don't think we're going to get that much beauty out of it, per se, with Star Wars Land. It's going to be a different environment, a yeah. different landscape for sure. Yeah. It's not going to be green and lush. I mean, if they had done some sort of Endor planet, I'd be like, oh, How, but they're not. wow. Would that have been? I but would take some Ewoks. Yeah. But they're like not. Like that reference? Yeah. You're welcome. There you go. Um, no. But what we have looks, it looks really cool. I, I think, and you know, um, if it's all done right, and if we get, like I've said it before, if we get what's in that design then in the concept art I'll mm-hmm. be happy yeah for sure yep, yep. so my voice so, still works now. okay well, I'm just <laughs> kidding uh, so anyways well that's yeah that was it but I was nice it was cool to actually reach out and get some people or some listeners and have them chime in and some new listeners that you know yeah had. and I think we are now do we want let's just just for fun let's uh do an Instagram update we are now at. <laughs> this is the first. Three hundred six three hundred six followers. No, oh, good. Little climb. We well, we fought hard for three hundred. It would be like three hundred, two ninety eight. We're keeping those six. Oh yeah, those six aren't going anywhere. No. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna keep uh, going. Yeah, we're getting there. We just need some iTunes reviews, you guys, or some Podbean reviews. Um, Stitcher. Stitcher. That way, uh, you know more people can find out about us and hear us and without your help you know we can't we're trying to spread the word tell your friends and loved ones yeah, tell your friends and family no I'm just all kidding. right 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 all right so let's go into our future presentation Woo-hoo. Yeah. and now for our feature presentation Well, hello, listeners. We want to welcome to the show author of such titles as the Encyclopedia of 60s Cool, the Disneyland Book of Lists, and the Disneyland Encyclopedia First, Second, and most recently, the new third edition, Mr. Chris Strotter. Welcome to the show, Chris. Well, hey, thank you for inviting me. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Thank yeah, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, you know, first off, um, I happened to be at Barnes & Noble uh, right around Christmas time, and I had just stumbled across both your books. I had never seen them before. Um, so I picked them both up because I go, man, some guys put a lot of effort into this. And I go, I would absolutely love this book. Um, so I, I picked up um, in my hand right now, no joke, is the Disneyland Book of Lists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the blue one, and it's got it. Mm-hmm. Can you guys describe the bu- the book? Okay, so um, <laughs> you mean your physical book? My physical okay. book. So his physical book, just so you know, on our show, your book makes an appearance quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark has a tendency wow, to, yeah, absolutely, and, and he and he um, breaks it out to kind of test our knowledge because the lists are so uh, in depth. So right now, uh, looking at his book, he's holding it. It's well worn from being looked at, and he's got note tabs. 
pretty much throughout it. Yes. So, right. yeah, so we, well, yeah, no, absolutely. That, that, your book comes in our show so much. Sometimes my chagrin because I'm sitting here thinking, man, I do not know this. I should know this, but I don't. So, yeah, no, we absolutely love your book. It is fantastic. It so is. That is, his, that is what Mark's copy of your book looks like. Yeah, you've definitely stumped <laughs> oh, well, me a thank couple you. times. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Hey, and thanks, thanks for the shout out about Barnes and Noble. My mom goes there and looks <laughs> for the book and, and she rearranges all the shelves. Uh. Oh. <laughs> like a good mom, the, that's awesome. There's like a big space around my book, and it's facing forward. And <laughs> oh, great, great. Like completely put up her own displays basically <laughs> in the store. Oh, that's that is amazing. Good mom, good yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I picked this one up, and then I also picked up the orange one, um, the encyclopedia. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I find these books to be a, a, a fascinating read. Uh, I, I, I learn so much uh, from these things. Um, Thank you. And we also got another book sale for you. Um, one of our friends who comes on the show mm-hmm. bought a book. Uh, she she bought the, the book of lists, she right? Bought, she bought the book of lists because Mark always pulls the book out and tries to stump Udi and I because I'm a former cast member, so he likes to pull out the tough questions. And so um, <laughs> we decided to go out, and one of my friends bought the book so that we could uh, turn the tables and uh, try to stump Mark. And it really didn't work. We did the uh, 32 staircases, list of yeah. 32 staircases. 36. And 36, 36, 36, I'm yes. sorry. And we got 35 out of the 36. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thanks. Wow, this is all great news. I appreciate all these accolades and approbations. <laughs> oh, sure. It's very nice of you to say all this. Absolutely. Well, thank you for doing it. I yeah. mean, it actually... I honestly, like I said, I'd never heard of the books. I just happened to see these these two sitting there, and I go, "What in the world?" And then mm-hmm. my uh, my my first thought was, you know, some guys put this is like a big labor of love. If you're going to sit here and detail everything, I've got to support this guy. So yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Labor of love is an accurate description. But you know, when I pitched these book titles, the Disneyland Encyclopedia and then the Book of Lists to the publisher, it was. A pitch that you know was to get these published, but I was going to do them anyway. You know whether I had a contract and was being paid or not, I was going to do these books. It was just something I knew I wanted to learn and would enjoy doing. And you know, my homework assignment was go to Disneyland and right. find find all the staircases and count the steps. Actually, go up all those steps and count how many steps you took. You know that that was my homework for the day. So it was just this great project and. For both of those, just what I was going to do, and fortunately, uh, I locked in with this publisher who, I don't know if you've ever been to the Santa Monica Press website or seen their print catalog. They're amazing. They do hundreds of really interesting pop culture books. I'm not here to do an advertisement for them, but... (laughs) I, I always chat them up because they're just fascinating books on all these subjects of rock music and historical sites and you know, pop cultural things in my Disneyland books fit right in with those. So I was been very lucky to have a publisher who supports these and, you know, really just let lets me do what I want to do. He turns me loose and says, Come back with all the pictures and all the text and that's what we do. That's awesome. 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 Yeah, I, when I when I was trying to do some research on you, I actually went to the Santa, Santa Monica Press website and I was blown away by their catalog of just off the off the beaten path topics that I go, yeah, I want to read books about, you know, weird like California roadside attractions and, and yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Route like 66 that. 
66 book. You know, yeah. you can follow Route 66 and use their book as a guide to it. So, yeah. So I, I just feel very lucky. Well, we also feel very lucky that you were able to do this because it, you know, I definitely threaten these two with your with, with your books when yeah. they become unruly. Here, I go, okay, guys, the book list is coming out. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely uh, hit my head on the mic a couple times because I've been, yeah, I have stumped. not been able to answer because I had no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's funny to me that book of lists because, you know, I've been informally researching Disneyland since I first went in 1966. I was a kid taken there. It was the perfect age. Mm -hmm. I'm dazzled by the park, but I'm old enough to remember it. You know, I could, I was aware of everything and I can still remember that first visit, but completely overwhelmed by it. And I was even then just trying to keep track of things. My first few visits, it was, where did that thing go that I used to like? You know, mm-hmm. right. what, mm-hmm. what happened to that? They, they were promoting the 1967 um, Tomorrowland changes, yeah. and they had made some big changes and taken out things that I had seen the year before, and now there's this whole new land, and they were real big on promoting all the new things, but they never talked about what happened to the old things. So even then, I was just trying to mark on my maps, the big poster-sized maps, of what used to be there and what was that thing called in the past. And, and I was doing that for years as a kid. And then my research kind of got a little more formal as I was going to school in Los Angeles and visiting all the time and realizing wow, there are major changes going on, and there's no explanation. There's just the promotion for the new thing, and everybody's excited about the new thing, and you kind of forgot about that great old attraction or some little shop that I had remembered, and that was gone, and they didn't talk about that. So I was always just trying to keep track of what was happening in the park, and then my research just got more formal in the 90s. I started actually writing up some of these essays and they became like the early encyclopedia entries. And then in the early 2000s, that's when I really got serious. And I was down there trying to chronicle everything and mm-hmm. take hundreds of pictures and really trying to pin down dates and locations and using a stopwatch to clock the times <laughs> on the attractions. And, you know, I'm, I'm pacing off distances, you know, marching. Wow off distances between things so that I knew exactly how far apart things were. You know, this is just my effort to really try to get an accurate chronicle of of Disneyland's changes. And so that's what evolved into my first encyclopedia and then the book of lists. So when I was starting that book of lists, which we were just talking about, I thought I knew a lot about the park and, oh, this is just going to be you know, uh, all these historical lists of things that used to be in the park and how there have been changes. And here's a list of all the parades and sort of expected lists that you would think that you'll find in a book like this. And I quickly discovered these really fascinating to me lists that I hadn't anticipated. For instance, all the times that Disneyland was used as a setting in some popular story or novel and you've got these Pulitzer Prize winning writers and famous novelists like E.L. Doctorow using Disneyland itself in 
their fiction. And there's all these stories and all these novels and plays that use Disneyland, not for the whole book but or the whole play, but it is used as a scene. And to me, that wasn't something I expected. I thought, this will be something I like and something that, you know, there's a core of people who like Disneyland and <laughs> will be interested. But I quickly realized the impact that Disneyland has. It's used by people as a setting or as a reference or as a like a psychological marker you know there's a oh yeah to me the the funnest list in that book is the one that makes the uh, it points out all the things that have been called the disneyland of their field whatever it is so you have oh. the disneyland of gunshots the disneyland of oh, go-kart yeah. tracks um, comic-con was called disneyland for nerds <laughs> there's a, a, a dress store that calls itself it's the disneyland for women you know <laughs> and it's you know there were dozens of those things which i didn't start out thinking this is what is going to be in the book and it's what became to me the most interesting part of the book all of these unexpected lists um there's the last one in the book is the jokes on late night talk shows that use disneyland in the joke you know, so there's Conan O'Brien and David Letterman mm-hmm. and all these yeah, people yeah. who they're, they're not picking some other park, though they could. They're not picking some other Disney park or some other location. They're using Disneyland itself, which suggested how important it is. It's, it has this resonance throughout our culture and throughout our history. It is more significant. You know, it is more important. It's not just what I think as being this beautiful, fun interesting place it has this depth to it it's more profound than any other similar absolutely yeah absolutely i agree agree. that's what really surprised me about that list book as i was doing it you know those kinds of new lists that appeared as i was working on what i thought were going to be the typical list that you know i expected to put in there well, I, I think, I mean, you, you're, you're pretty much saying what uh, what I think is the significance of Disney as a whole. And, I mean, you just put it pretty much right on there. That I mean, the reason why we are here and we're even doing this is because how impactful Disney is. And I think a lot of people um, don't uh, always realize how, um, how, Im- how much impact Disney has had in a lot of people's lives. I know all of us here, bo- both Mark and Jess and myself, Disneyland has had a huge impact in our life, and, and just the significance of that in culture and in, in our culture is, I think, is missed by some people. But then, it, but that being said, though, it is so kind of just low key. It's so ingrained that some people, I think, just don't even notice it. Yeah, I agree, and you just accept that you're going to see Disneyland mentioned on The Simpsons at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, <laughs> right. which, which they've done a lot, and, mm-hmm. and that The Simpsons appears in the book several times. You know, it's. If they're going to talk about a park or they're going to model their itchy and scratchy land on something, it's going to be on <laughs> Disneyland. And, yeah. you know, they, they're going to have the same kind of map and they're, they're going to play on the same yeah. technology and terms. So it is ingrained, as you said. And, and I feel so lucky that way because, you know, you have this childhood allegiance yes. that is established yes. really early. Yeah. And, and I feel fortunate because, you know, it's, it's like with sports teams, you know, you get this identification as a kid with your team, and throughout your entire life, that becomes your team, even when right. you move away. Or, Very true. Th- 
things change and they trade away your favorite player, <laughs> you know, or something, and yet you still have this allegiance and you forgive them lots of mistakes or losses or things that you didn't like. And it's the same thing with Disneyland. I was very fortunate that of all the places to take me at that perfect age, when I was really receptive to it, they took me there. My parents, you know, we went to Disneyland for vacation rather than, say, another place they could have taken me, like Marineland mm-hmm. in Palos Verdes, which was nearby. Well, Marineland would have been interesting, but it disappeared in 1987. <laughs> yes. And I, w- I wouldn't be following it for the last 30 years. <laughs> right, right. right. And instead, I got hooked on Disneyland really young and was living close enough that I could visit it a lot, and it has never failed to hold my interest. I have just watched it thrive and change and evolve and expand and make all these ambitious changes, introducing new technologies and new designs, new ideas, and even when I wasn't wild about what they were doing, I was always interested in what they were doing. So I I feel very fortunate that they hooked me really quickly on this place rather than some other place that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And I've never gotten tired of it. I can walk around Disneyland, as I'm sure you guys can, and not go on any attraction. Mm -hmm. To me, it is enough to just enjoy Main Street and sit in the hub or, you know, I love just sitting up on top of those steps uh, at the top of... um, Town Square at the train station, yeah. just looking out oh, yeah. north across the park, and there's Main Street stretched out in front of you towards the castle, and you can see Space Mountain off to one side, and the Matterhorn, and you know it's just it's just never boring. I'm always enchanted when I'm there. Yeah, that's absolute same way with me too, and I think with these two as well. We're definitely enchanted there. It's funny, um, though you know. Even if you're not like a fan of Disneyland, I think no matter like what you're into, I think there's something at Disneyland that you can pull from and like relate to. Like, like, you know, like let's say you're not a big fan of like roller coasters or dark rides, but you happen to like graphic design or or Mm -hmm. fonts or something. You 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 can make like a whole case study of how each land uses different kinds of fonts and different kinds of styles and different kind of graphic designs, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's really true. And that's the beauty of Disneyland is that a family can go from grandparents to young children mm-hmm. and they will all find something to identify with. When I go with my parents, you know, they're pretty old, but what they they won't won't go on any roller coaster. You know, they're not going to go on the Matterhorn or anything like that. Oh. But they love the old train. That really oh, speaks yeah. to them they will just sit on that train and circle the park Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it. (laughs) And that to them is bringing back some memories and, you know, it's this nostalgic experience of, it's an old-fashioned train, like what they remember. And the same thing with the Mark Twain, you know, they'll they'll go on the riverboat and they they just enjoy the atmosphere and the sounds and the smells and the experience and they don't need all the stuff that might... 10-year-old nephew needs as he's zipping around from attraction to attraction covered in, you know, ice cream and, or whatever. Sure. You know, so it's, it's got something really, like you said, it, it can appeal to anybody, you know, with 
if you like music, you can just go and spend the day listening to great music yep. for free, you know? <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful part of it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so when, when you were writing these books, Chris, wh- how, how did you feel? What, what was your target audience for this? Uh, was it um, a Disneyland beginner, Disneyland expert, or somewhere in between? I guess, uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, I really wanted to have something for everyone. This is a, a delicate balance because I didn't want to dumb down the book, you know, and make it in such remedial, simple terms that, you know, it would be something a child could could pick up, and that same vocabulary would be boring to an adult. I wanted to have some humorous and clever things to say, and, and picturesque metaphors that I was using, and I wanted to have this articulate kind of eloquence to the book that an adult would appreciate, but I wanted to also keep it broad enough that somebody who was new to the park would be able to understand everything. So it's throughout, I was trying to strike that balance between the casual fan and the expert. And one of the things I immediately decided with the publisher was it's not going to be any kind of a travel book. I mean, you can't get tips (laughs) about how to get from the airport to the park and there's no motel information oh, good. Right, yeah. guidelines to local restaurants or you know even worse other things to do in Southern California you know I'll see books like that and they're about Disneyland and then there's a whole chapter on Universal Studios oh no yeah no no no, no, no. no. <laughs> so we, we immediately focused on okay it's just Disneyland fans and we're going to have this meticulous research it's a history book basically, covering all aspects of the park. But I needed to present that scholarly information in a way that hopefully was going to be engaging and entertaining to anyone. So I I tried to keep it kind of conversational. I mean, I'm addressing the the reader at times, and, and I put myself in the book a little bit, you know, of what I thought and my opinions and it's not a, a it's not a memoir. It's not a book about me. But I tried to keep it this kind of informal presentation, so that you would get this real advanced and carefully won research, and be able to enjoy it in in this engaging way. So that was the balance I was trying to strike, so that it it really would appeal to anybody. The the expert would appreciate what I was doing. I mean, you guys read it, and at times you feel stumped, you know, on something that you've read <laughs> oh, that, that looks new. Or, And yeah, I also needed to have this in the back of my mind, this appreciation for somebody who's new to the park and they don't know all these terms, and so I gotta tell them what used to be here and what's next door, and if you go there right now, here's what you're going to see. <laughs> Whereas you guys would have no trouble getting there and finding exactly what you know, what's in this attraction worth noticing. I wanted to make sure that there was really something for everybody there. Uh, yeah, well, you definitely hit yeah. the nail on the head with this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, was just, I wanted it to be accessible information so that everybody would be able to read it and enjoy it. And, you know, 
I, I tell people it sounds, you know, the Disneyland Encyclopedia, it sounds like, oh, this, this will be a fun thing for children. And I tell them it's not for children. It's, it's really a history book. You know, you've, you've got to be, be able to absorb a lot of information. There are 10 million facts in this book. And, you know, it's a very carefully organized and laid out and, you know, the details in the maps and, you know, you need to be able to, to really digest this. So oh, for sure. If you, if you put in the effort, you'll be rewarded because there is so much in the book. That was always my goal. Well, great. You know, it's one of those things is when our when our friend bought the book, we we're talking about it. And, um, you know, this isn't a book where you just read cover to cover. I find that if I have, you know, five or ten minutes somewhere, I'll pick it up and just open it somewhere. And I'm talking about either of the books that I have. And it's like I can learn something like right there. Um, if I, if, if like, for instance, let's talk about the encyclopedia. If I'm in like, you know, uh, D, I'm, I'm going to pull, I'm going to open it and it's going to say, oh, I've got Don DeForest's Silver Banjo or, or Barbecue next to the Dream Machine. Or, and I can just learn about that, you know? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm, it's yeah. funny, I've, I've been writing books my whole adult life. I've got 10 books uh, from different publishers that are oh. out. And the nearly all of them are read the way you described. Nobody reads the book from page one to page 600. They all <laughs> jump around and they're always picking out chapters. I go, that's fine, you know, read it however you want. And, and I had, it's funny, I was riding on the, the Disneyland Railroad and somebody near me uh, in the same train car had the book and was reading something. They were reading uh. about the, tra- the train that they were on and I'm watching them and Oh. And I go, that's that's really interesting. Did you, you know, do you like that book? Is that? And they go, yeah. I'm, I'm reading about the things I'm going on. Oh. And I go, well, that's, you know, I really appreciate that. I didn't <laughs> tell them who I was or anything. I, but I'm thinking, wow, that's great because you can use it like a guide. You know, you you just go from attraction to attraction or land to land or from statue to statue to see what what the story is behind that thing. And that's how they were using the book. They were on the train and fortunately it's a long train ride it's you know 25 minutes long or something and they <laughs> they happen to be reading what is one of the longest sections in the book because the train has this really long complicated history and there they were reading the book so i was i was very pleased that's exactly how i thought you could be using this book so you never told him that it was you i know i didn't want to say anything <laughs> i'm i'm loaded down with my cameras and my I've got my notebooks and stuff and yeah. like I, didn't, like, I didn't want to say anything I try to be really anonymous you know at all times so. I like it alright okay awesome well um, so kind of going along the, the one thing that um, you kind of mentioned earlier was that you always you know there's so much to research and you research so much what, what, what would you think is the one thing when you were doing your research and you started getting really into it what was the one thing that you found really surprising like you weren't expecting to, to find out. Yeah. It's a really good question. Um, well, I, I have several things, actually. I, the more I got into this and, and I was appreciating what is in the attractions, I was constantly surprised at what wasn't in the attractions. Uh, for instance, um, 
the Jungle Cruise comes to mind, that in 1966 they had the perfect movie to incorporate into the Jungle Cruise. They've got Baloo and Mowgli and all mm-hmm. the characters and themes from the Jungle Book, which is a popular movie and had the famous song. And yep. Yet they did not incorporate that anywhere into the Jungle Cruise. And I thought that was surprising, considering that the park really was founded to promote the Disney movies. I mean, you had all of Fantasyland devoted to Peter Pan and Snow White and Alice in Wonderland and, you know... Sleeping Beauty's Castle, they were all promoting movies. And here was a chance where they made changes to the Jungle Cruise and they have continued to make changes and they never incorporated the Jungle Book. And that seemed like a, a surprising omission, that something that they would have done at some point and they never did. There's, there are other examples of that where you would have thought they would have done something and they didn't do it. On um, the King Arthur Carousel, which is themed to Sleeping Beauty. I mean, it's got those panels of imagery from the movie Sleeping Beauty on the, the center cylinder of the carousel. And it's got the 68 horses, and all the horses have names mm-hmm. and themes. They're all distinct individual horses. Not one of them is the horse from the movie Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> which is named Samson, and it's this beautiful charger that the hero rides, you know, to rescue the fair maiden. That horse, which he calls Samson, isn't one of the horses in the carousel that is themed to the movie. And that, to me, was like, that's a surprising omission. I, I thought, you know, you, you've had a lot of chances to put that in there. I and mean, you might even, they would have had some little celebration or, you know, a formal unveiling of the official Sleeping Beauty horse or something. And they never did that. Wow. I never thought about that. They like promoting um, now the Disneyland or the Disney Vacation Club. Yes. And you see these little pop-up stands around the park and there's themes to the area. Like I like the one in Tomorrowland that looks like a little alien spacecraft. Oh, right. Yeah. But from the beginning, they were always eager to promote things related to Disney and businesses. I mean, at one time on Town Square, there was an actual realtor <laughs> that's in, in the book, and they were selling um, parcels of land about 80 miles away in Apple Valley, and they had rented out a space on Town Square where there was this little realty shop, <laughs> and, and you would get brochures, and they were promoting you know, this outside venture, and you could get a little souvenir bag of dirt <laughs> from... Apple Valley. Well, eager to promote and eager to sell its own things, I always expected that Main Street would have had a travel agency because Main Street has all the things that you would find on a real Main Street. You know, oh, yeah. it's got the department store and it, it used to have a pharmacy and it's got, you know, all the, it, it had a bookshop. It had all the things that, that you would expect to find a little music store and it never had a travel agency that would help you, for instance, make hotel reservations at the Disneyland Hotel. You've got this oh. captive audience who's thrilled being up and down Disneyland, and they could have stopped in at a little shop on Main Street to book themselves overnight reservations or yeah. maybe get brochures and information on a trip to Walt Disney World or something like that, you know, where we will promote the 
entire Disney enterprise on this one little travel agency, which would have had beautiful posters in it, and you know, it could have looked, I think, very enthralling. You know, Disney fans would have wanted to see this, and they never put a travel agency. I, I'm sure it came up, and they thought, nope, let's keep them focused on Disneyland. We don't want them to think about anything else. But they now have these vacation club yeah. stands, and so they are getting you to think about something outside of the park, and it seemed like, uh, I'm surprised that they didn't do that. So those, to me, were some of the things that I was surprised at, what they didn't include. Oh. Actually, I never thought about Some that. Some really good answers that's, there. Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> well, 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 thanks. Well, the more, you know, to study this, the more you look at it or, and read about it, it's like going to a city or watching a Star Wars movie. The more you know about it before you go there, the more you'll appreciate it and be looking for things. And to me, this was always what I was trying to do with the books to not just introduce you to something but give you this history and as I was learning this really detailed long history I was learning about it and I wasn't just presenting things that I already knew I was really uncovering all of these things and so to me that was that's what I was learning was not just the things that they did do but also some of the things that they didn't do so, so going along with that, uh, here it kind of goes with that is so as you started going, and you're kind of surprised. What what did you did you find any topic or anything um, as you're going through that you found like you were kind of pulled to like you really got uh, fascinated by by any specific um, attraction or anything that kind of pulled you really into and kind of pulled you and just focused in on that. Well, I I sure did uh, as a kid. Um, I remember the first 50 times that I went on <laughs> Adventure Through Inner Space. I oh, was yeah. Yes, yes. So taken by that experience. And I just, I mean, I was just mesmerized and would walk off of it past the dripping fountain with the little oil beads that they had. Yep. At the end of the attraction, you came off and there was this sculpture that, that they had. And I just immediately go back around to the front and go right back on that ride because it, it was so revolutionary. And I really wanted to memorize that ride and, and appreciate what it was doing. It, it was the first one to have that, uh, the omni-mover mm-hmm. clamshell-type mm-hmm. uh, yep. passenger seat that you sat in that directed your attention and it leaned you back and it... Mm-hmm. You traveled with your own music and voice, you know. You weren't hearing it just blaring out at you from a corner of the room. It was with you, and it was just such a startling experience, totally different from anything else Disneyland had or anybody had. And so that kind of experience I really wanted to learn about. And I remember, you know, all through the 70s, just never missing it and collecting things about that ride. You know, it was one that I really missed when they they replaced it, and I can certainly understand why they would do that, and I, yeah. I recognize the need to do that, and they've never looked back. Star Tours has been, you know, an awesome ride, and it's mm-hmm. really popular, but, boy, that one was so revolutionary. Oh, yeah. That just changed your whole perception of what rides were like. Because even 
being on um, Haunted Mansion later or Pirates of the Caribbean, which, you know, it was Pirates was a boat ride and Haunted Mansion was similar, using a similar technology yeah. to what was in Adventure Through Inner Space. But yeah. so that one really, to me, was, was the breakthrough. But uh, speaking of that particular attraction, Adventures Through Inner Space, if my memory serves me correctly, um, that was one of the few attractions that was did not require any ticket, right? It was uh, a free ride. Right. Um, because it was sponsored by Monsanto, and yes. so it was really a big, a big commercial for it. Uh, and... I'd have to look this up in the book. If you guys <laughs> may want to pause or something, I can't remember because at some point it it did become a ticketed ride. Okay. I think um, they had wanted to uh, limit how many times you could go on it. Almost, it's like they realized people were doing what I was doing, walking off the ride and getting right back on, and and I think they wanted to. I'm jealous. Maybe I never open got it to up. See that. Yeah, actually, I'm flipping through it right now, and I just came. I, I'm in the A, and I came to attraction poster. Chris, what is your favorite attraction poster? It's just oh, so strange. Gosh. I'm asking the author the question on, on his on his um, phone. I like the, <laughs> the rocket to the moon. The oh. one where it's just this violet sky, and there's a proud, tall TWA rocket mm-hmm. in the foreground. The moonliner, right? Back, the moonliner, and in the back you have these swooping, curved buildings of Tomorrowland, and it just looks like you've stepped into the 22nd century or something. It's just a beautiful piece of artwork. I think that's my favorite poster. Nice. Excellent. There's not a wrong answer for that. I was just curious. That's a tough question. I don't (laughs) know. I don't even... I I know mine mine is Pirates. Of course it is. I just always... I'm always there, but Pirates always... That one poster with the pirate on there, I remember growing up and going like, man, that is going to take me somewhere. And sure totally. enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even, I can't answer that. There's an older one from uh, Frontierland, which showcases, I think, uh, like the Mark Twain and the Nature's uh-huh. Mind Train. I think yeah. there's, it has, it's like three of them in a row. I remember seeing that uh-huh. one and going, oh, I'm like that, that one. I have, <laughs> I have a lot of those classic ones okay. in storage. Like, I got them all and nice. framed them, and I've done nothing with them. They're in storage now, but they're there. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, there's a whole section on the attraction posters in the book that talks about the art and how important it was that it be a really simple image that grabbed you from a distance. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're you're walking through the parking lot towards the park, and you would see these posters, and you're obviously distracted by what's up ahead of you and things around you, and yet you could get at a glance the gist of the attraction and where it was, it told you the location. Right. And it was enough to just, wow, the bold colors and sim- usually a very simple design, big yeah. blocky silkscreen print, you know. You look at some of the Fantasyland posters. Uh, they, they then later went to a more detailed design, like for the Pirates, as you described, yeah. or uh, Jungle Cruise, has a, you know, a beautiful one. Jungle um, Cruise is a pretty one. Mansion. Oh, yep. Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but the idea was grab you from a distance because they know you're distracted. You maybe don't even speak English. I mean, it's such an international destination. They got to get you visually right away, and you leave with one piece of information: where this thing is. And you that's, 
that's what's great about those is that they just instantly, you know, convey all that. Oh yeah. I I, I have a feeling that like back in the day. Um, when Disneyland just wanted to put some new posters up, they just got rid of the old ones and tossed them in like a trash bin somewhere. That's heartbreaking. I, I, I uh, do you, heartbreak. Do you, yeah. do you think that's true that they did stuff like that? I'm sure there is a, a graveyard somewhere of all the <laughs> old pieces and oh my signs and things, you know, that have just been discarded and, you know, they never hesitated to remove things and they couldn't save all of that. But I've, argued several times that, and I do this in um, the list book um, towards the end there's a section of things that I was surprised that haven't been included and one of them was that I thought they missed an opportunity with the innovations interventions building, sorry, mm-hmm. interventions oh, yeah. that when that ceased to really function as what it was, you know, the, first the carousel of progress and then, okay, mm-hmm. update it to interventions and right. You're presenting all the latest technology and stuff, but it was losing interest, and it's this huge space. And I really saw this as an opportunity to establish the Disneyland Museum, and I wish they had. But that, yeah, it would it would be a lot like what you had with the Carousel of Progress, where downstairs the Carousel of Progress was mostly set in the past, and you would have all of these old vehicles and signs and costumes and much more than what you can put in the opera house up at town square i mean it would just be this huge museum of exhibits and galleries and art and everything and then to dovetail with the tomorrowland theme since that's where the building is upstairs would be what the old carousel of progress also was downstairs the carousel of the past, but upstairs you went to Progress City, which was this enormous layout of a futuristic city, and you could just stand there and gaze at the 20,000 structures and the tiny moving lights of the traffic and look at, you know, the power plants and the, the vehicles and everything in this incredible display that they had that was enormous. It was covered a sixth of an acre, and it was this huge room devoted to the future because you were in Tomorrowland. Well, that's where they put upstairs previews of coming attractions. And it becomes this really big space with detailed models and drawings and, you know, the things that you have to look forward to because they used to have a room just like that uh, at the corner of Main Street and Town Square. You would would go into the room. It's where um, Disney's the Disney showcase is right now. Mm-hmm. And that room just had all these models. It was the first time I saw what Big Thunder Mountain was going to be. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, you even saw things that never really happened, but you got to see what might be coming. Discovery Bay was one of them. Right. They were going to build a new lagoon themed to Island at the Top of the World in the 70s. and. Mm. You saw the models and the drawings, and you just got excited about, oh, man, I, this is this is what Disneyland does. It gets you excited. And and so I had always thought, use interventions for that. Downstairs is a tribute to the great legacy of Disneyland, all these past exhibits and galleries and art. And upstairs it becomes a preview showcase of everything in the works. And yeah. then you can turn the opera house back into what it used to do. It used to have 
uh, that whole room that is now devoted to uh, Disneyland, Disneyland history, and they have rotating exhibits. And if you continue through the room, you're at the uh, Mr. Lincoln entrance. Right. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. They used to have Walt Disney's office and this tribute yes. to Walt Disney and all these display cases, and it was great. You saw an Oscar, and you saw some of his awards, and you saw pictures from his childhood or whatever. I love and that. Yeah. They could use that space for Walt Disney and interventions for the Disneyland Museum. And I, I thought that for years and put it into the list book, and I mention it also in the encyclopedia. I wish they had done something like that. And without that, that's what, you know, books like mine or websites like yours and what, you know, fans are doing is reviving and keeping alive all these old things, these great old stories and pieces of art that's a circulating, you know, to, to keep it alive. Now, have you, I'm, I'm assuming I, I, that the answer is yes, but have you gone to the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco? Yeah, many times. And it is beautiful. Uh, they they don't devote enough to Disneyland in my estimation. I agree go. with that. I agree. I agree with that completely. You know, there, there were, seemed like lots of rooms devoted to the early animation, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I can watch and enjoy an Alice comedy, you know, from the 1920s, but yeah. not a whole room full of Alice comedies. And, you know, I, I thought there was, that was a lost opportunity to me that they, they did do a nice room about Disneyland, but that was the focus of his life. It was, and for, it wasn't enough. Yeah. And these, these other things were important, but that was where he directed mm-hmm. everything and all his energies and thought his, you know, his whole team he brought to that and he was willing to risk everything for that and it just didn't get enough attention and maybe they're, you know, they're limited by space or there are all these diverse interests that they have to appeal to but it just made me want even more Mm -hmm. about, you know, on the theme of a Disneyland museum. Oh, definitely, yeah. When I walked in, I was so excited for that, that specific room and I was mm-hmm. hoping for so much more, and we left that room, and that was it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and what, what they, they do a good job with what they've done. Yes. Sure. They do, yes. It is beautiful. It's just, it just, it's Not like enough. the first bite at the banquet. You know, you just want more and more, and and you know there is more. That's what's frustrating. There is so much more they could bring out, more vehicles or old signs and, you know, all the costumes and Oh, you yes. know, photographs and everything and videos or whatever and mm-hmm. that's all hidden away someplace well I think you should I think that you should tell them to do that make mm-hmm. a new gallery I'll sign a petition yeah, yeah. we'll get it started <laughs> Disneyland Museum that would yeah. be great yeah that, that would, would be. be amazing to do something like that in there and just to oh yeah I think oh gosh I would that would be something yeah. that I would go to every single time. Oh, you'd have to. Don't, just don't you think? It. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and such a great place to put it. Um, it fits with everything. Right. Um, part and, of it, why yeah. not? Yeah, and, it, you know, they, they like to establish this connection with the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're constantly re-releasing the old movies. and. Yeah. Uh, I have to explain all this to my young niece and nephew, you know, of the importance of Disneyland and who Walt Disney was and why this was so significant and what used to be here, you know. And 
I'm doing that. If they had this museum or something similar where they could walk through and hold or look at these things and, you know, rather than another Thor exhibit upstairs, mm-hmm. you know, it, in Interventions or yes. something to promote the latest Marvel movie or whatever it is. Yep. <laughs> sure. And instead they devoted this huge space to to its own past to make it, you know, really resonate with young visitors and and also make returning visitors nostalgic for what they remember and they, they don't see anywhere else. I mean, if you want to know about adventure through inner space you have to find a book like mine or go yeah. searching on the internet yeah. you know yeah well speaking of that just to put this one to rest I'm, and i'm going to quote you chris because i can um <laughs> on, on december 15th 1972 the coupon system was abandoned as was the free admission from then on a seat ticket opened up the atom oh there we go yeah, yeah. yes yes uh, so speaking of like some of this disneyland history or what are your what are your thoughts on uh all the all the Disneyland stuff coming up for auction at, at uh, Van Eaton Galleries. Yeah, that's interesting, and somebody is really making a lot of money. I mean, right? they have t- tucked away something, you know, <laughs> from, uh, that was given to them by a neighbor, and it turns out it's worth one point six million dollars right, or something. Yeah. I say, wow, that's incredible. Right. Uh, anything that generates interest and headlines, you know, I see headlines about these auctions appearing in, in general news sites. Right. So I welcome any attention that it brings to Disneyland and Disneyland history. But I think some of the stuff belongs in, like, the Disneyland vault. I, and I'm using air quotes because I don't know where or if such a vault exists. But mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, if if someone has, like, a Matterhorn bobsled sitting around in their garage, they should yeah. give it back, yeah. Yeah. you know? <laughs> you sound like Indiana Jones there. This belongs in, in a museum. museum. Oh, my God. Beautiful reference. <laughs> totally, totally, it. totally. It. Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, I wish instead of it now, you know, that amazing artifact being in somebody's living room on display or in a safe deposit box, mm-hmm. it was in a gallery or someplace where we could oh, yeah. all share it and, oh. and, and see it and enjoy it and learn from it mm-hmm. and appreciate it. And instead it goes from one pair of private hands into another pair of private hands. And well, that, sees it. that being said, Chris, just if you could, what would you want to have? The one thing that you'd want to have? I don't want to get off topic here, but I'm just curious. Oh man, um, that's a tough one. one. Within within reason, that like, is a like tough you said, one. you you can't say oh, I want Pirates of the Caribbean in my backyard, but yeah. like a certain yeah, like thing. Oh, uh, I guess something from back in the day for sure. Uh, you know, the something that Walt had or held or worked on or, yep. or something like that. You know, that that really was his. Um, Gosh, that's a that's a tough one. I'd have to think about. And okay, there's, there's a you, lot you would, though. You would accept it, and almost anything, you know. Sure. Yeah. I'll take it. Anything yeah. from that era, I, I'll take it. But uh, okay, to name a, some specific thing, you know. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I you know I like the early. I really like the early signs and the old fonts. And, oh yeah. Oh. To, to have something like that hanging in your living room, not a gi- the gigantic marquee, but <laughs> a, a, a Disneyland sign in which they would have around the park or sure. 
um, in different fonts. Um, if you look at the uh, current encyclopedia, in the first few pages, I think it's like page four or five, mm -hmm. there is this collage I made of Disneyland fonts. Yes, yes. Are you looking at that? No, you know what? I'm, I, I actually perused it, but I will tell you right now, um, Father's Day is coming up. And my and my daughters know know what to get me, uh, so I did look at that though actually, and that's what actually that, spurred me on early just, on with the font question. Yeah, that's just my own assembly of photographs that I took where they had spelled out the name Disneyland in the park using different fonts, and if you look at it closely. The expert probably can figure out where a lot of those came from. One of them is straight off of the back of the Mark Twain, for instance. Okay. Okay. Some of them are from the, I think, I'm looking at now, that top one going across is from the Mark Twain. Uh, the third row across, that's off of the train. That's from the side of the train. And others of these are from different lands, different you know, different vehicles. There's the bottom one is off of a Main Street vehicle. Mm -hmm. And I just like the presentation of this name in all of these different fonts. Yes. It just immediately speaks to me of, I don't know, this great feeling, and you want to just know where did that come from? Oh, right in the middle, there's one is off of a mailbox, the curved Disneyland. The curved Disneyland. Um, it looks like it's on a piece of wood. It's that's from a mailbox. But so all the lands are covered here. There's Toontown is in, on one side. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just like that. So a sign like this, you know, one of these signs, that would be something I would want. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, be, great. Oh, see, I would go straight for Walt's name tag. I would want, I would want one of his name oh. tags that he wore. Nice. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. <laughs> I'm like, that would Hulk be... Yeah, yeah, if I want his yeah. name tag. That's, that was probably the most amazing thing that I learned um, in working on these books. And that amazement has only grown is how impressed I am with what he accomplished. The longest essay in the whole book is the one about his life and it only focuses on what he was doing with Disneyland. It does it mentions his studio and it mentions the TV show and everything but really it that long essay is just about him and Disneyland. And that's what really impressed me was how much he was doing. If any of us had done just one of the things mm -hmm that he did routinely, we would take that one thing as our lifetime achievement, yep. just yep. one of those things. I mean, not, not something as grand as starting a studio, but if you made a, one movie, you know, you make Snow White, it's like, I'm done. I have <laughs> accomplished everything yep. in my life. That, that is my masterpiece. But you look at everything that he was doing with, you know, inventing and starring in what was one of the longest-running TV shows in history. He was doing that, while at the same time he was running this enormous business empire. And then, oh, by the way, while he's doing all of these amazing things in all of these other entertainment fields and business fields, he also is going to reinvent the amusement park. Yeah. And create 
by himself this whole, whole new culture-changing genre single-handedly, even though everybody around him, his own team, and all the experts that he asks, they're all telling him not to do it. Mm-hmm. And he goes ahead anyway, and while he's doing this, if you, it's in this essay, and I was thinking about it, during these three years where he is really immersed in the park, you know, 54, 55, 56, mm-hmm. where they are designing it, launching it, and improving it right away. The other things that he was doing, he, he comes out with Peter Pan, and then 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. yeah. and then Lady in the Tramp, and then all those true-life documentaries, and dozens of cartoons. And during this time, this three-year period, he gets 13 Oscar nominations, he creates the TV show and the Davy Crockett craze, which sweeps across the nation. Right. Yep. He's also overseeing a publishing empire, a merchandising empire. You know, any one of these areas would be enough for most people. And even the people that we look to now as being like these protean geniuses, <laughs> like George Lucas or somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, he is, but is he... Re- accomplishing as much and as fast as often as successfully as Disney was doing you know in the 50s is he coming out with a movie every year and meanwhile lots of cartoons and meanwhile hosting his own TV show and meanwhile inventing the theme park and meanwhile you know <laughs> yeah. you can just list all of these oh, things yeah. and that this is this is somebody we really admire you know Lucas or Spielberg or somebody like that they go years in between movies and he was right there, his hands fully, you know, in every corner of the empire and, and overseeing everything and running at this titanic figure. And oh, yeah. You, you think of how versatile he was and how he changed our culture in so many ways. And it was in our lifetime. This isn't like we're yep. talking about Aristotle, you know, or Leonardo right. da Vinci. Yeah. We can go to and eat at the exact same place where he ate, you know, and and walk around the same sidewalk where he was walking down Main Street, and it was I was alive at the same time that he was, and well, I, I know, so yeah, that that has always fascinated me. <laughs> well, yeah, no, and I think um, I've said it before, and that's one of the things that I've, oh, one of the things that draw, uh, has always drawn me to Disney, and and him in particular, Walt, is the fact that he was able to have this grand vision of what he wanted to accomplish and he stayed true to that and he worked hard and he kept on going mm-hmm. he kept on pushing even with obstacles and roadblocks and people saying no you yeah. shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that but he's like no this is what I want to do this is what we're going to do and he yeah. just stayed true and I think you know his his soul being in the park that's why I know for has here that's why we are always drawn to regardless of the other resorts across the country or across the globe mm-hmm. rather Mm-hmm. This one is always what we call, I mean, I, I, I call it the Heritage Park. It is where the soul of this whole whole enterprise uh, is to me. And it's just, and you're exactly right. I mean, you look at his accomplishments, yeah. and it is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I am floored by everything that he accomplished in his much too short life. I know, and you can think, who do you compare him with? I mean, would you yeah. say Thomas Edison? Yeah. I don't think Thomas Edison did all of this that that Walt Disney did, you know, and yet we recognize him as this awesome figure, and yeah. he really was, but mm-hmm. 
every time you bring up a comparison, it's like, wow, you know, Walt did it, did more. Walt uh, had more of an impact, or Walt affected more people, you know, or something. You know, you can yeah. just look at look at what he did. And so I I have a list in the list book about where you can find little reminders of him, not just the partner statue, of course, but right. oh, yeah. you know, there's his initials on something or his likeness is on something else, and yeah. because that's that's something I always like to do is just go like keep in touch go look for little reminders of him yeah you know we um i well whenever i go down if my friend and i go down we always on the way we stop at um his gravesite and we actually visit him at his grave uh before we continue to the park and we do that every time and it's like you know you just isn't it nice it's amazing so and yeah you go you pay your respects and you thank him for everything that he gave us and Totally. I, I have done that, been there, taken photographs, mm-hmm. and I um, have done the same thing, just like they're saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I, I'm really trying to be careful with what you did, you know. It's like, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and I think well, that's, yeah, that's very important to keep keep track of what he's done, and I think we have, uh, that's one of the reasons why we go back and forth with some of these changes is because we're very like, hey, you know, do not ruin this man's legacy, please. Yeah, right. well, and even at Disneyland, it has its own legacy that it it does keep alive. I mean, we were talking about a potential Disneyland museum, but... I put a list in the list book, and there are reminders throughout the encyclopedia. You can see lots of little reminders of things that used to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, they're just details. It's not something ostentatious and a big sign, you know, and a plaque saying, formerly the site of, right. you know, the pack, <laughs> the pack mules yeah. or right. something. But, but if you look in Frontierland, you will see a painted wall that reminds you the old mules used to be there. And the same thing with that mineral hall window at the back of Frontierland. Mm, yeah. It reminds you there used to be an exhibit in there. And right now in Fantasyland, there's a little mural for Geppetto's Arts and Crafts. I love that. It's like, yeah, that's what used to be here. It's just hidden away in a corner, and you're sitting there dining at it was the village house. Yeah. And if you get that corner table, you're right by a little mural with Geppetto's Arts and Crafts to oh, remind you. Yeah, there's right some there. history right where yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah, that's actually one of my favorite places to go. That exact corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah whenever, yeah. yeah, we recorded when we were in the park uh, last year, uh, Mark and I, we went into that one corner and we recorded out of that. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always looking for things like that. Those little um, Peter Pan themed carvings that they have at yes. Bibbidi Bobbidi mm-hmm. Boutique mm-hmm. out front. Like, you wouldn't know what those are or what the relevance is and how that ties into the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're sort of mixing metaphors. That's Peter Pan in the little sculptures out front. Right. And then then it's a Cinderella-themed shop. How does that work? But it used to be where Tinkerbell had her toy shop, and so that's why they have mm-hmm. Peter Pan reminders out front it's just things like that and they are pretty good at preserving those kinds of little details yeah i'm looking forward to what they leave i know this and it's too soon too soon but what they leave for guardians what they leave of tower inside guardians yeah. oh we're sticking with Disneyland yeah. today oh i know, I know. i'm but, just saying yeah. i am excited good about luck. that i hope i know i know yeah. i know well you're talking about Fantasyland. that that jess jess worked there for a year or so so that's like her her that's her, my baby. her homeland. Yeah. 
Oh, where did you work? Um, I did attractions. So I started off oh. uh, with the dark rides, and then I uh, ended up in Storybook, and I was there for quite some time, and that became my baby. So Storybook, oh, we nice. went through the list of all the uh, book the boats on book and um, uh-huh. I think she I got them right. I got I got all of them but two. I was thrown off by two of them because yep. I couldn't remember. They were actually added after I'd left, so that was why. Oh, I see. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, book was my baby, so that was definitely beautiful. That is home to me. So anytime anybody brings up Fantasyland, anything in your book, I'm like, oh yeah, I got. We can do this. I got. Yeah. I can do this. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Oh, I I still love it, and I still think you know the inside of Peter Pan that. 30 seconds where you're flying over London and toward the island. It's just magic. That is one of the great moments. And you know what? That was my favorite favorite attraction to go 101 on because if I was working it, I had to go in and you couldn't evacuate your guests. So I'd sit there. You know, you had to sit there and you're on the phone and you're, you know, have to wait for everybody. And that was the coolest thing to walk through that attraction with the show off and everything off and just, you know, take it all in. It was that that was the best attraction to do that with. And that specific area too, going through London town and then coming out into the, uh, the Island where Skull Rock is. That was, oh gosh, into Neverland was awesome. I just, I just always amazed though that any time of day I'll run there first thing in the morning (laughs) or go late at night. And there is always at least a 35-minute line, yeah. it feels like. There's always a line outside of that attraction, mm-hmm. and it is beautiful, but it must, must be the slowest loading yeah. <laughs> attraction because it's always at least 35 minutes or 45 minutes, and it's worth the wait, but it's a little frustrating sometimes. Oh, you know, definitely. That, um, yeah, definitely. You can often walk right into Snow White or mm-hmm. the Pinocchio's Daring Journey or, (laughs) you know, some of the others, if you time it right, you know you're going to get right on. And no matter what, I am always at the end of a long line. (laughs) For Pan. Peter Pan. Oh, yeah, Pan is always like that. Always, yeah. It's definitely a slow slow loading. I'm hoping we were talking about hopefully that they're going to redo the boats, and when they do, they'll make them, um, Mm. you know, two. So you'll have two rows of boats like they do in Shanghai. Right. Yeah, that would help out a lot. So yeah, but 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 do you modify the original? No. Okay, see, (laughs) you see, you're walking a very fine line here with me on this. I I don't know. I know. Trust me. I that's I love it. I mean, I'll wait the 35, but sure. I mean, not the hour, hour 15, (laughs) hot summer day (laughs) with no shade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, tribute to him of how popular it is. I mean, even now returning guests want to go back on that ride you know it's it's a tribute to what a great idea and how well executed it is that yeah i i've been on it and i'm going again you know i oh yeah i I know every corner of it i memorize every scene and and yet i am going again i'll wait and i'm gonna go again Mm -hmm. so that's that's true of the whole park i mean you know people keep returning even though and this goes back to what, you know, I was speaking about earlier. You know, you have your allegiance to your first sports team or your, the first place that you loved, and you're you're willing to forgive a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's true with Disneyland. You're willing to forgive the ever higher prices and the ever larger <laughs> crowds and the ever bigger strollers. And oh, my. You, yes. you will put up with a lot because you have this, allegiance or love or you know your affection for or your memories of it and so you know it has this 
unbelievable attendance statistic. You know, if, if you average out the total attendance over 62 years, it comes to like a full ballpark, you know, a full Wrigley Stadium, Wrigley Field, you know, something like that, or Fenway Park. It comes to a full stadium like that every single day for 62 years. Some days it's half of that, and some days it's double that. But what else could accomplish that kind of attention, you know, that kind of attendance where every day, rain or shine, it's whether it's a cold January Monday or the hottest day in July on summer vacation, they continue to draw and they always have. And it just, you look at their attendance and it just goes up and up and up. Last year they set the new record. Mm -hmm. What else does that? Yeah. You know, I mean, other venues, stadiums will sell out one a week for football games for part of the year or you know concerts you will sell out for a few nights in a row but who can do that every day for 62 years when it's raining or and you know it's going to be crowded and you know it's going to be expensive and and yet they still go yeah yeah yesterday wasn't anything special it was may 20th they weren't doing anything special and yesterday they hit max capacity they shut the gates Wow. It's incredible. Yeah, incredible. amazing. And and uh, you try to think, what is it? What are they looking for? What is this oasis that they get yeah. there that they don't get anywhere else? I mean, is it? It can't just be that they're so beautifully landscaped or and painted, and it's it always feels fresh. It, because there are other beautifully landscaped places. Yeah. And it, it, there are other clean places and and joyful places and safe places if that's what you want for your family. There are other places where the employees are polite, you know. Yeah. That isn't totally rare now. But to have all of those things, I guess, and put all of those things in one location, that's what makes it is the the, it has this ambiance, this atmosphere that people want. Oh, absolutely. It's not just the attractions because they're so busy now that you don't get to go in a lot of them, you know. Many of them are closed, and the ones that are open, it's, an hour and a half to get into pirates. Right. Yeah. You know? So there's something else psychological that draws us there. Oh yeah, I know, and, and it speaks to the the like we've been saying, it speaks to the beauty of the park. So, mm-hmm. so um, I know you mentioned uh, inner space uh, before. Um, one of the things is like we, one of the fresh one. I know this is outside of this is DCA. You know, we just lost Tower of Terror. And then we've, mm-hmm. you know, and, and obviously we've already mentioned a few times that we've, you know, attractions have come and gone. What, which, which is the one that you can think of? I mean, maybe it's inner space, maybe anxious, but um, that that's not there that you really would wish you could go through again. Well, I was fortunate by being there so young that I, I got to go on just about all the rides that ever were. I mean, even the old flying saucers and oh. the old stage. <laughs> Stagecoaches or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. like I got to go on on all of those old rides. But it, if there was one that I would want to go on now, it would be one that I never got to go on. It was only there for a short while. But the idea of it now is so appealing <laughs> that I wish they would bring back, even briefly, the original concept of the Phantom Boat. Oh, the Phantom the Boat. Phantom yeah. Boat. Wow. These little speedboats 
that you got to drive it yourself. <laughs> you got to maneuver it across the Tomorrowland Lagoon with no rail. You were steering a powerboat yeah. <laughs> around the Tomorrowland Lagoon. Yeah. They were they were troublesome and they had problems with it. And so after a while, they put a, a cast member on board. You still got to steer it, but they were there to make sure that the boat got back safely and everybody returned. But uh, <laughs> for a while there, you got to steer a boat across the Tomorrowland Lagoon that is without a cast without a cast member and with no guide rails. Not like the motorboat crews where you kept turning the wheel and it didn't have any effect, or you pressed on the gas and all it did was intensify the volume of the motor, but you didn't speed up and you didn't change directions or anything. You were on a rail at a controlled speed going through the motorboat crews. This one, it, that concept sounds so implausible that I really wish I could have oh, yeah. done that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. OSHA would yeah. uh, have a field day with that <laughs> I know. I mean, it, how long would that last? If You know, when they had the original Acopia cars. Right. Yep, yep. And there was no center rail. Within a week, 95% of them were completely demolished. Yeah. You know, <laughs> They, they were they were treating it like bumper cars, yeah. and they were going off the roadway into the bushes. You could actually, if you worked it right, turn around and go against traffic. You know, so you know how is how long would these speedboats have lasted? Oh no, I know. With, with people steering them at random, you know, uncontrolled by Disneyland <laughs> through, across the Tomorrowland Lagoon. It just would have been awesome. I really wish I could have seen that. But the ones that are extinct that I did go on, I would love to go on the old Rainbow Caverns mine train again. Oh, yeah. You know, that one was, that was a beautiful ride, and it had these enchanting moments towards the end. The Rainbow Caverns really were beautiful and, and very memorable and colorful, and it, it was just a great, like, almost spiritual effect or mm. something. I mean, you were just in this these incredible surroundings. It was just a, a really nice moment. Um, I love the people mover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slow, but that was the point. It gave you this <laughs> this leisurely tour through the shops. You were above the, this, the floor of the store and going across the back of the room and looking down at the floor mm -hmm. and going through other attractions and then coming out and you know, circling around the lagoon and around Tomorrowland. And it was just, that was the point. It was just this leisurely tour you got to really enjoy and appreciate. And, and that's, that to me is a real loss that they haven't ever done anything with that. Right. You guys are making me jealous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just didn't get oh. to ride some of these. No, I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, Fort Wilderness was great. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. I, that was so much fun. Yeah, Fort Wilderness the... was a blast. That oh, it had yeah. the secret escape tunnel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? There was a yeah. sign. Yeah. There was a sign telling you secret escape tunnel right here. <laughs> yeah. But you could go <laughs> from in, inside the fort and climb down through this secret passageway. And it would empty you out into the caves below. It was just like awesome. It was a great idea. That was so fun. Okay. Yeah, no, I was and born in the 80s, so I have no idea. <laughs> what's, 
Well, what's tantalizing is these things that we're talking about are still there. The people mover tracks are still yeah. up. Yeah. Fort Wilderness still exists. Yeah. Teasing you. Tree Taunting you. Yes. Yeah. The treehouse was fun. Tom and Tuck's treehouse. That was great. Yeah. The yeah. Disney gallery, you know, above Pirates. Yes. They yep. turned that into that. something that nobody gets to see it. I know, it, right? But yeah. it's still there. Right. Yeah. So speaking of... The platform uh, where the Observatron is. That's totally yeah, unused. It, that well, used to be, yeah. you know... Yes. You would go up there, and mm -hmm. now it's still there, but they're not using it. Nope. The waterways where the old motorboat crews used to go, it, those waterways still exist. So it's like tantalizing yep. that they still have these structures or roots, and they're, yeah. they're not using them. Well, what – okay, so we, we, we just celebrated Disneyland's 60th anniversary. What what – what do you think, like, five attractions we're, we're still going to have in, in the next 60 years are going to be there? Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, some of the structures will definitely be there. I mean, you could never do anything to Sleeping Beauty Castle. I mean, that's so iconic. That's like the logo for the whole company. <laughs> yeah. 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 People are outraged when there's just the slightest alteration. That would be Jess. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't tamper with my castle. No. You know, it's like, okay, you can you can do that for the holidays or whatever, but I got to know that the castle is still there. Mm -hmm. There's a great story, though, about the, the castle that originally you were going to get to walk outside on the second floor. How cool going to, would that have been? That was going to be part of it as they retell the Sleeping Beauty story. And you were going to go up there and you would see these sleeping guards, you know, oh. because they'd all been put to sleep right. by Maleficent. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a view to be up on the second story balcony and looking out in either direction Main towards Main Street hmm. or towards Fantasyland. Like, how cool is oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Well, so that, I mean, that's. Structures like that in the Matterhorn, I don't think they would ever take down. That's, that was Walt's baby, and mm -hmm. and it's so iconic. You can see it from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's the only Matterhorn. The other Disney parks don't have a Matterhorn, mm -hmm. so it's not something they've repeated somewhere else. So I think they would always keep that. But for the attractions, uh, I can't see them ever replacing or taking out the train. Right. 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 That was like one of the seminal attractions, one of the main reasons that Disneyland was even built was to get a train around a park. And so I don't think that they would ever take that out. Um, and the same with the Mark Twain. It's okay. cumbersome mm. and everything, but and slow moving, and yet it's just so beautiful and iconic. I don't think you, and, and it was Walt, you know, you, you couldn't take something out. That was so personal to him. Oh, yeah. um, no. Pirates, mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if people are getting antsy about replacing Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, mm. you know, because that's come up and there have been controversies and yes. protests about taking out Mr. Toad. Imagine if they said, we're taking out Pirates. pirates. Or oh, my goodness. Mansion. Oh, my goodness. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, replacing the Tower of Terror is one thing, but replacing pirates is oh yeah absolutely it's a completely different whole story. different world on yeah. that one yeah yeah i don't think so i don't think they'll ever take that out those so those are a few the um haunted mansion the railroad pirates mark twain the matterhorn will still be there but i really wish they would do something 
about the ride. You know, as an outsider <laughs> writing about Disneyland, I can make these, you know, objective comments, which I do in the book, about um, different things that I, I appreciate or think are great and some of the things that aren't so great. And that's one of them. That is just a back-breaking ride. It's like being on a roller coaster in a shopping cart or something, you know, where it is, it just hurts and it's... That's true. It bangs you and it's noisy and it's like, that, I don't think that's what they intended for this. And and I've asked cast members there and they say they get so many complaints. You know, I put that in the book, a conversation that I had with somebody at the bo- Matterhorn bobsleds and it was, we get so many complaints about the seats and how tight they are and how bumpy the ride is. And, you know, it's like, I really wish they would do something to make that experience pleasurable, not just putting more things to see, like a new abominable snowman or, you know, changing the caverns that you go through, but just fix the ride so that you can go on it smoothly and it doesn't hurt your back or your knees or whatever. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you definitely think that they would have figured that out. I mean, they spend hours and hours doing their burnouts with those bobsleds before people even get in them. I mean, I used to sit, you know, I'd be closing up book and cast members are there until two, three in the morning and they're doing their burnouts of these bobsleds breaking them in and whatnot. You uh, think that would make it better. It definitely never did. And yeah, and I, I thought it was just me. Like I'd come off of it going, you know, did that ride bother anybody? You know, like I want to like it so much. I really want to enjoy <laughs> it. And I my memory of it is mm-hmm. that it didn't always you know, leave you with that impression. I remember being on it as a kid and thinking it was lots of fun and now I, I think, don't think it's just me or just because I'm older. There's there's something <laughs> missing or they're doing differently. I think back then, though, we had we didn't have the back seat. You know, you didn't have the seat separating you. So you're, you know, a kid and you're in between your parents' legs. I think they were taking the brood yeah. end of it. Yeah, oh, they right, were, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be right. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're taking it all, you know, taking all the shock for us while we're just flailing around. So, um. Okay, so uh, the, the next question I have... Um, so I'm I'm gleaning from your answers that you're that you're kind of not kind of but you're very much like a like a protector and guardian of everything that is Disneyland and and have a nice uh, understanding of everything. Um, so I have to ask the tough question here. What are your thoughts? Uh, we are on the cusp of the park's biggest expansion right now. What what are your thoughts? Uh, that's the first question. Uh, the second is what are you looking forward to the most with this? And third question about this is. What what worries you about this whole thing that that it's happening in two years? Yeah, this is a hot hot topic for our show. Yeah, I'm very curious the coming about expansion of Star Wars. Your whole thoughts about what ev- everything around this? Well, I welcome the expansion because it oh. did expand outwards. Okay. I'm so glad that they did not decide to take out an entire land that already exists. Although I welcome lots of changes in Tomorrowland and see a real need absolutely, to absolutely. update that. But I'm glad if they were going to add 14 acres, that they found the 14 acres beyond the berm, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so that, the, that I can still enjoy the rest of the park as I remember it. And so I welcome the addition of anything like this because it, it will be exciting and and. I'm looking forward to seeing the amazing technology and what they've done. And, you know, I have full confidence that they're going to do 
in 2019 what we witnessed in 1967 with pirates just you know something totally new and innovative and it blew everybody away mm-hmm. and i think it'll be like that so i welcome that and also that it will bring lots of people northward away <laughs> from the rest of the park that's, <laughs> think, that's my favorite it's, idea it in that way i like it in that way um the second question was, what am I looking forward to? The most, yes, in, with this. Well, the they're so good at creating these immersive worlds, just like Cars Land. You mm-hmm. know, I, Ugh, I yeah. love walking around oh, near the rock, the rock work. Oh, you know, gorgeous. And yeah, yeah and I think they're going to do the same thing. Though I haven't seen what they had promised in the initial drawings which was that there would be this huge mountain range behind Star Wars land. You remember that? Yeah. It's going yes. to be like all these mountains and I don't see construction at that. I see uh, construction of everything within Star Wars land but then I'm expecting this huge skeleton to go up in the back that will become this mountain range sealing off the land from the rest of Anaheim. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen that but if they do it the way, yeah, and if they do it the way they did with Cars Land, oh, yeah. and it does give you this mm-hmm. mountain range feeling and this atmosphere, and the you know in the evenings the light is so beautiful there, and mm. it's just it is just a really nice experience. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, what worries me and what I don't like is that they have gotten away from what Disneyland did. For a long time, uh, you know, it's, it did start out promoting its own movies, mm-hmm. and so you had Fantasyland devoted to lots of the animated movies. And yet, they also invented their own stories and own characters and their own rides. Pirates of the Caribbean did yep. not exist until Disneyland created. Same mm-hmm. with the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. All of that was invented just mm-hmm. for Disneyland. Those were unique to Disneyland. And it wasn't something that you got anywhere else. And and now everything they're doing is from some license. You know, Mm, it's these Marvel characters. It's Star Wars. And as much as I love Star Wars, it's like, great. Okay. I just wish they could introduce something that was totally unique and invented just for Disneyland, not from some other pre-existing property, another movie that. that already exists. Oh, yeah. Because that's what they used to do, and that's what was great, that adventure through inner space and pirates and Haunted Mansion and all these were totally unique and new. They didn't already exist. If you wanted to see them, you had to go to Disneyland. You didn't go to a theater, so. Yeah, and... um, and I would just like more of those kinds of things. Yeah, no, and I I totally agree with you. I think uh, you touched on uh, Tomorrowland, and I actually, we have a little thing that we do on our show called Make Tomorrowland Great Again, and I'm actually wearing, we have a t-shirt that I'm wearing it. Um, (laughs) And and, and one of the things that that, uh, I totally agree with you is is that's what they need for Tomorrowland, and I'm just going to say this right now, and and that has been my biggest thing. It's like, let's get something, a unique property in there, and let's Mm -hmm. get back to Mm -hmm. that, because that's one of the things that make Disneyland so fantastic, and Going yeah. right off of that, having pirates, I mean, there's the perfect example of something. Let's get an original property and revitalize and bring back some of that, that kind of... I like word. it. I'll yeah. sign that petition. So, Disneyland Museum in the Innovation Building. I like it. And, and then some great new property yep. that uh, is unique to Disneyland. Yep. I like it. Yep. It's a movement. 
Yeah. Make yeah. Tomorrowland great again. I, yeah. <laughs> MTGA, that's great. So Jess is going to ask you, we, we have a tendency to, the, to, we ask every guest that we have on our show a standard, what we call the standard questions now. So Jess is going to go ahead and ask you these, and, and uh, let's see what you say. Our we, standard Yeah, questions. we ask everybody these questions. Oh, you know, just just real quick before we, we go to that, he, when you said he liked Star Wars, Chris, uh, we, we talked about the um, attraction posters. What are your thoughts on the Star Wars mashup attraction posters? I love it, man. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Uh, I, I, I like the old style. I still like the original attraction posters. Yes. And I, I, I guess I welcome any, any new changes. I mean, Disneyland is all about changes. It has always been about changes, and they yes. always do new things. So a mashup, uh, a, a whole new style... Uh, I could like, embrace anything, you know. But <laughs> okay. My preference is always for the originals, the old style. Okay. Yeah, you know, I I'm kind of with you on that. I I do prefer the older styles. I, I just I don't know. I just don't think they should mess around with the old styles. <laughs> I just it, that's just me, mm-hmm. you know. And I I don't whatever. I'm doesn't matter really what I think. But I just don't I don't I don't particularly like them that much. I don't like seeing like a land speeder coming out of Mon- Monstrosos well or. Monstrous. Yeah, no, that one specifically got me because book is my baby. Yes, okay. That one really bothered me. But yes, yeah, those, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, don't give me your tape. Don't don't work me up yet, Mark. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, so, all right, Chris. So one question that we ask everyone is, what is your essential Disneyland attraction? So, like, your must go to every time you go, something you have to ride. Monorail. Really? I like, I like it. that. Yep. That is a new answer. I love the monorail. I love it because it's a time machine. You are going back into the past since Walt himself put this in in 1959. And it was this great advance, but it feels like you also stepped into the future. And so I love being on the monorail. It gives you a survey of the park, takes you outside of the park. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just a, it's just both nostalgic and futuristic at the same time. Oh, so yeah. It's like being in a time machine. Absolutely. And do you always board that in Tomorrowland, or do you ever board out from the... I've done both. I've done both. Okay. I use it as a shortcut to get back, or I or just a leisurely trip around, and I'll just keep riding it. I just, I just like the monorail. Okay. Um... I'm going to branch off this first. Just you, can, you can branch off. I have, because this is a question we ask, we always debate about. When you enter the park, <laughs> do you enter through the left side or the right side? Which tunnel do right you, you have a seat? <laughs> yep. Right. Yep, I always go through the right, and I come out the left. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <That's>, yep. <laughs> we Mark didn't. Uh, Mark wouldn't do that until we mentioned it, and then then he realized, yeah, that's just a better way to go. It's just <laughs> this is true. It's just something about it. You got to go in the right, come out the left. It right. feels like you do. You you get to complete the circuit. You've yes. done the loop. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I agree. All right. All right. So, what is your favorite food, and your favorite place to eat? It's like if you have to grab a snack, what's like your favorite go-to snack, and then what's your favorite sit-down? Uh, the Dole Whip. Yeah. <laughs> the pineapple Dole Whip is my favorite thing. Um, 
Now, which uh, version? Do you get it in the in the cup with the juice, or do you get it without the juice? If I'm with somebody, we each get one of the other. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. We each get one so that we can pass them back and forth. There you go. Uh, so I, I'm, I don't have a preference between either one. I enjoy them both, and I, those are my favorite things to consume while I'm there. But uh, favorite place to sit, I guess the Magnolia Garden, the little garden that's in between mm-hmm. the French Market and mm-hmm. the Haunted Mansion. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. And it's sort of being overtaken by the line for the Haunted Mansion now. But that is just a really pretty place to sit, and I, I like that. I like the, the little quiet retreats in the park, you know, the, the pathway around Fowler's Harbor yes. and Frontierland, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. things like that. Yeah. So I like those little bucolic kind of oasis places. There aren't many left, and it used to be the... Court des Femmes, you know, the mm-hmm. in New Orleans Square, the mm-hmm. little courtyard. Mm-hmm. You can sit, and that's now been given over to Club the uh, Club Thirty Three. Yep. Yes. Yep. <sighs> how, um, how were you a were you a big fan of Big Thunder Ranch? Uh, as a as a kind of a novelty, I didn't spend a lot of time there, and as a the petting zoo and all that wasn't big for me, mm-hmm. but I did like walking through and... What about the food, like that, the specific restaurant? Did you, were you a big fan of that? No, not so much. Oh. <laughs> okay. Don't, uh, listen, don't listen to the episode where I, I complain about that one. <laughs> I don't do, and I I try out everything, but I don't spend a lot of time at the sit-down restaurant. Okay. Oh. I'm usually pretty mobile, and so I'm He's just grabbing friend. things and walking, so, you know, having... The big barbecue spread and everything. I just like I, I, it's just too slow, or I can't wait. Okay. But I did like being at Big Thunder Ranch. There's a picture in the book of a feral cat that I took at Big Thunder Ranch while I was there. Oh yeah. And it's a, it was a beautiful cat. I couldn't believe it looked like a runaway pet or something. It was in. It was so beautiful, and, and I got I quickly snapped a bunch of pictures of it, and one of them is in the book. Oh, I love it. That's All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see here. So, um, do you do you like the daytime or the nighttime better in the park? Mm. Uh, my favorite time is twilight, right in yep. between. Yep. Um, Steve Martin said that in the. I think it was in the movie that he was narrating. He talks about the life. The 50th anniversary one. Yeah, the 50th anniversary movie, um, 50 Years of Magic. I can't remember it immediately, but uh, Walt Disney also said that too, that he thought that that twilight moment when the lights are coming up, the sun is just going down, if it's a super hot day, the temperature is breaking a little bit, and it was just a really nice time where you've got the night still ahead of you, and yet the park is twinkling and glowing and it it just mm. looks magical so so i'm going to assume that, uh, i'm going to assume it's safe to say that your favorite place to be when that is happening is main street yeah main street that um 
I mentioned being up on top of the stairs yeah. at yep. the train station, looking across Main Street, and I'll do that, just sit there and, and watch the lights for a few minutes, and, and it's just, that's just a really nice time of day. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, okay, so the last one, um, if you were to show a guest what attraction or area of the park best symbolizes what the park is about? I guess if you just walked them straight from Main Street up through the castle and into the Fantasyland Courtyard, you you couldn't go wrong. Everybody would appreciate the beauty of that walk, and once you arrived in the Fantasyland Courtyard, you would really get it. You know, it's just great architecture and so much to see, and and it's this enchanting place. Um, I mean, I love New Orleans Square and and being in there, but oh, for sure. I'm not sure it has the same universal appeal. My nephew and niece, you know, they're 10 and 12, and they like New Orleans Square, but they love Fantasyland. Yeah, so and I mean, and that was the heart of Walt, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's going right through, you know, his his life and right up through his dreams, you yeah. know, from Main, Main Street into the Fantasyland Courtyard. So I think just that walk and then stopping there, that would be the, the like, iconic Disneyland experience. I love it. Yep, that speaks to me. It's definitely. Oh, great. Thanks. Awesome. Oh, well, that's actually all the questions that we had. Yeah. Um, a lot of them. <laughs> no, we've taken up a lot of your time this afternoon. Um, but we really appreciate everything you've shared with us today. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. And, and I'm always thankful to anybody who's reading the book, any, any readers. I am always grateful. And I just feel very blessed, very lucky that this is what I get to do. Oh, we appreciate what you've done. It's, it's definitely something that's amazing. And we've, I, we said earlier, we utilize it so much. Yep. It's crazy. So. Yeah, it's fun. It's oh. fun stuff. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, you, you asked um, what was surprising to me as I did this was that the word mausolany has never been used as far as I could tell. In the <laughs> encyclopedia, I have 200 of these mausolany items scattered throughout oh, that add some yeah. interesting <laughs> little tidbit or fact or little anecdote or something. And I came up with that and showed the publisher and said, this is such a cool word, mausolany. I can't believe it's never been used. And we did this long search, and we couldn't find any previous usage of that. So I guess I coined that word, and that was surprising, because it's like somebody should have thought of that. That's a pretty good word. Mausolany. Mausolany. I like it. Hey, Chris, I was just thinking, does, does Disney ever contact you to, like, verify facts that they have, like, in their no. own documentation? No. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, they, they've, they've never protested. I mean, I am an outsider doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my own pictures, even the pictures of things that could be taken outside of the park, mm-hmm. like the attraction posters or the currency, the Disney dollars. Mm-hmm. I yeah. still take those pictures in the park. Those are the attraction posters that were up. I took a Disney dollar, $10 bill, and put it on the sidewalk outside of City Hall and took a picture of it right there on the sidewalk. It's like every picture is from inside the park. <laughs> nice. And they have never protested or raised anything. You know, what I mean by that is I'm not 
getting pictures off of the internet or anything like that. These are all my own pictures, and they're all taken right there. But nice. I think uh, maybe they've never raised any questions because I treat it in a reverential way. I mean, I'm celebrating and respectful of the park, and definitely, um, you know, being honest that things did break, and not every attraction was a success and you know there were things that they pulled out very quickly because they didn't work right you know that mickey mouse circus for instance was pulled very quickly because it just didn't work but but in general it's i've got a pretty respectful tone and they uh used to sell the book at the bookshop that they had oh. at uh, now disney you remember there was a big compass bookstore downtown yeah. disney uh-huh. yeah uh-huh it's now the Earl of Sandwich yes. shop. And, yes. Um, when it was a bookstore, they had a display, and we had a book signing there. And you know, oh, I took shoot. a picture with my nephew standing next to this big rack of books. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess they can't object too much if they're selling the book on Disney <laughs> right? property. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's I awesome. think this is a very good sign, and this picture will be proof that you guys <laughs> did like the book. Yeah, at one point or another, they liked it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you very, very much for spending uh, your afternoon with us. Um, I found it very informative and very pleasurable to listen and talk to you and learn. I'm learning a lot. Thank you. Let's do it again. If you have questions or if there's another opportunity, I'd be happy to do this at any time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. It it means a lot. Oh, wow, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much uh, for listening to us, this podcast. That was a very cool interview we just had with Chris. Yeah. Awesome. He's that, fantastic. That, that guy is amazing. Great, great guy. Great knowledge. I mean, um, wow. I'm just so thankful that he was uh, willing to come on our show. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I really feel honored and uh, privileged to be doing it and yeah. blows my mind, right? Yeah, yes. absolutely mind-blowing. Thank you, Chris, uh, so much for joining us. I, we do appreciate it. I, I can't even say. Words don't have I don't have words. No, but you've got a fan base here in Northern California yeah, now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love it. And uh, if you ever do a book signing or whatever in the Bay Area, let us know. We will mm-hmm. be there. Oh, yeah. Um, for and sure. we'll definitely come talk to you. Um, and what else we have going on? Um, the other thing we have is that we were actually um, on another podcast. Ah. The All Aboard Guys. Yes. Uh, All, All Aboard Podcast, right? Yes. Um, and uh, we they're actually there. That episode is up. And uh, that was fun. We had a lot of discussions. Uh, we kind of touch base about... Uh, uh, the railroad and what kind of draws us to it, mm-hmm. and uh, just a bunch of a bunch of different little things and how we got started, how they got started. So it was great. It was a great great interview, and we were you know super stoked that they reached out to us, and we we're super uh, grateful for that. And so yeah, go check us out over there. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was, was there episode seventy six or episode seventy five? Something like that. Yeah, right? it's in that area. But yeah, absolutely. So we were just on there, and that's available right now. I think they have it on their. Um, What's what's there? They have it on iTunes, SoundCloud. Podbean, it's uh, yeah, it's on SoundCloud, SoundCloud and I think allaboard.net or something or all aboard podcast. You can search, search for them. But thank you guys so much for inviting us. That was very, it was it was a very good experience for us. Yeah. And yep. you guys good are very very cool. Yeah, we and uh, we hope to have you on our show here pretty soon. Yep, mm-hmm. sometime in the summer. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. Definitely. All right, um, and uh, the new listeners, thank you so much for jumping um, on this train with yes. us. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, once again, thanks again to Mr. Chris Strotter. Um, 
Yeah, go get, go get his book. That book is fantastic. Well, the couple that we use, the encyclopedia and the book of lists. Yeah, yeah you will not be him, bored. Yeah. He's, and he's, so, he's very passionate about his stuff. Yeah, so. absolutely fantastic stuff. So much good stuff yeah. in there. And, and, and any avid listener of our show will know that we uh, go to that book of lists quite often. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. All right. So, Jess, where can people find you? Uh, let's see. Facebook is Jessica Farfan, and we also have a Leaving Today podcast page. So, Leaving Today podcast, all one word. Uh, you guys can find us on there. And my Instagram is Jess Farfan. And from our, that, you can find my Snapchat code for all of my Disney adventures. Yeah. Woody, where can people find you for more witty banter? <laughs> um, so I have my socials, which are Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are all H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hacks Goalie. Uh, you can also find me on my other show, which you guys will be introduced to, my other core cohorts in crime uh, next episode. Uh, that is the Bad or Bad uh, podcast. So badorbad.com, uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook, too, and we have our YouTube channel, Bad or Bad, all one word. Awesome. Yeah, you can find me at info at Leaving Today Podcast or leavingtodaypodcast.com or on Instagram at Leaving Today Podcast. Uh, Guys, girls, go to Public and find your favorite shirt. We've got colors and sizes and designs. Um, And stickers. And stickers. Yes, please do all that good stuff. Um, And feel free to drop us a line anytime. Uh, We will... Uh, read your thing on the air. Always. Or if you have a show suggestion, what was up for that? Um, always, I'm continually blown away by this Disney uni- uh, uh, universe that we've uh, invited ourselves into. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah we, right? We, we are uh, continually humbled and gracious and grateful, rather, is the word I'm going to say, for the Disney family that we are uh, becoming a, a huge part of. Uh, I feel like it's a huge thing and so we're becoming a part of it. So, yep. Fantastic. Yes. Yep. Yes. It's amazing. Yep. It's definitely something that I never thought was as large. Yep. No. So. no. And it's great to talk to people like Chris that um, share that. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, passion. reaching out in the same passion is fantastic. Yep. yep. And the all aboard guys who are doing it. Yep. Absolutely. Same thing. I mean, they do it for the same reason that, that we do it for mm-hmm. our love of the, of the park. So, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Love. All right, everyone. Take care. And until next time. See you in the park. See ya. That's what you got. Yeah, you got the silent treatment. What Such up? Such <laughs> Oh, no. I'm. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. You're no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I got you. I got you. I'm so excited. Okay, that is that better? You're banned. Okay, I'm banned. All okay. Right. okay. Mar- um, so I finally got my wish. I'm going to go sit on the couch. All right, bye. <laughs> I have a full rack of ribs in the fridge. And every time I look at it, it makes me cry a little bit on the inside. <laughs> it really does. No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. Why you got to ruin everything? I was just guessing. Was yeah, I right? You're right. <laughs> Bam! Oh, what? <laughs> my mouth hurts. Drink your alcohol that's way too strong. I'm still hungry. Let's Sorry. get going because okay. I got tacos waiting for me. Oh, I'm okay. going. I'm com- am I coming over or not?
No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs>